Hey, everybody. How you doing tonight? Welcome to the Over Under on 1252 Sports in Chicago. I'm your host, Harry the Greek, going to be giving you all the lines for this weekend's games. Tell you what, Peter, we had a really good week the past two weeks in the playoffs. Yeah, we sure did. Uh, for Buccaneer fans down here locally, though, it wasn't that great, but you were exactly right. You said it best. The Rams would give them everything they could handle. On top of it, Tristan Wirfs an hour before the game being inactive. And boy, oh boy, we may have some breaking news tonight coming from Jason LaComfort. We're going to get to it in just a second, but you know yeah. what? Let's talk about some more important things because it is a gambling show. It is a gambling okay. show. You're exactly I had, right. I had the NFC Championship being the 49ers yep. and the Rams Yep. before the playoffs started. You did. I did not have the Cincinnati Bengals. Mm -hmm. Peter, we got some special guests tonight. We do got some special guests tonight. We're going to have a lot of things to talk about, too. A lot of things. We're going to talk a little baseball. We're going to talk about the two games between the NFC and the AFC championship games and who's going to go and possibly who's going to win the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. You know, and, uh, you know, our reach reaches all over the country right now. We're really big in the Tampa market as well as up in the Chicago market. But uh, according to Jason Locke and Fora, can you believe it? It looks like Tom, well, I'm, I'm trying to find the story, but it looks like Tom Brady's ready to announce his retirement. And there's been a lot of talk about it this week. You hear him uh, talk in the Let's Go podcast about family, Giselle being there for his kids, how she gets upset when she sees him getting hit. So it seems to make sense. And, you know, the Bucs this week, B.A., talking about the contingency plans, whether it's going to be Kyle Trask, Blaine Gabbard, who is on their roster right now, or big game quarterback hunting, as crazy as it sounds, Aaron Rodgers, possibly Russell Wilson, or somebody else. Yep. Who knows right now? But if Tom Brady retires from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, 
good uh, good job. Thank you very much for what he provided for that Bucks team. I think it's disappointing to see him not go out with the Super Bowl, but at the end of the day, it is what it is. He is 44 years old, and and we'll see how this transpires. But uh, some breaking news uh, tonight from Jason Lockhamfor of CBS Sports. Yep, tell me about it. If you have a question or comment for the Greek or Pete right at the bottom of the screen, give us a call at 727-320-5866. That's 727-320-5866. Or go ahead and post a comment. We'll go ahead and read it live on the air. It might even give us a different narrative to talk about. Sure, absolutely. Anyway, we're going to have uh, Roberto Hernandez on here in just about a minute. We're going to be talking about the games this weekend, and we're going to talk about the upcoming season in baseball. I mean, I always love talking to Roberto. I've known him for a while now. He's a great guy. He's got great insight. And you know what? Who's a better guy to talk about the game than a guy that's actually paid it for 17 years? 320-plus saves. Yes. He started his career with the Anaheim Angels, but his career really didn't get started until he was traded to the Chicago White Sox. Put it on the board. Yes. Oh, God, stop it, please. I had to. I had to do it. And then, of course, you know, Tampa Bay Rays, the Atlanta Braves. I mean, lots of trips around Major League Baseball. I think what I'm interested in talking to uh, Roberto about is, is what how his feelings are this week on the Hall of Fame controversy with Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens not getting in, but David Ortiz getting in. So I want to hear what he has to say. It's always interesting to, to hear a Major League Baseball player talk about his peers. And yes, play the funk tonight. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. I'm going to have to do it. You know why? Because, because Roger's, that, Roger's asking about nope, it. Nope, has nothing to do about it. No? Because Roger's shoe just said, Play that funk. See, Ooh. I just told you. He just said that. that that's Kyle Nichols says, hello, Harry and Peter. Hey, Kyle, thanks for a lot for tuning in. Ben Cornette, looks like it's time to open door number two. Yep. Yep, Tampa doesn't look like it's going to have a first door to open up this time. We know how it, we, we actually know how that is in Chicago, though. Let's be honest. Well, yeah, okay. you got Tim Weatherspoon here. This is off. Uh, he didn't type in the link, but he said, would rather have Russell Wilson than Douche, Douche Rogers. Rogers Shoe says, bye-bye, Brady. Yes. Rogers Shoe says, Hawk sucks. Suck. Don't ever do that again. That was your impersonation. No, he said Hawk. He doesn't. He's not a White Sox fan. He's a hater. It wasn't my impersonation. My impersonation wasn't that bad. That's okay. It's the fact he's a Cubs fan. Hey, Roger. He needs to be banned now for that. Roger, I know where you live. I'll yes. grab you, bring you to Roberto's house, and let him throw a 95-mile-an-hour beaner upside your head. Please, can you do that? I could. I think he's probably taken too many balls to the head. Kyle Nichols says, <laughs> well, had Sean Payton stayed, I think Russell would have gone and still might go to New Orleans. Well, that was the big talk also. Byron Leftwich uh, has been requested for an interview for their head coaching job. So we'll, well see how that works. Without further ado. Yes. I'm going to play this funky music for my boy over here because I know he likes it. Mm-hmm. Of course he does. Introducing Mr. Roberto. What's up, guys? Got that funk going on for your brother. What's going on, man? Not much, man. Come on. Yeah. Let's see the head roll. Come on. You got it. <laughs> I I'm, like I'm the only guy that can get Roberto Hernandez to do it. Roberto, how are you, brother, man? I'm doing, I'm doing good. Feels like you, you guys should be at an after-hour bar or something. We should that, be. Yeah, with that funk. The, well, the, the, this is twelve fifty two after dark. After dark. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. We don't want to repeat what Fat Mike says. Yeah. Oh jeez. <laughs> Can we not? Can we no, not? No, trust me, it's coming. And Fat yeah. Mike. 
That mic stands for F bomb mic. F bomb mic. F bomb mic. Yeah. Roberto. Yo. We're going to ask you a couple of questions before we get going. We're going to go ahead and read some of these comments really quick. Troy Palomalu says, people are saying Giselle will have the last word on rather Brady leaves or stays. <laughs> you American men are malakas, us Greeks. We tell our wives, whoa, hold on. Yeah, right. Exactly. This guy right here, him. he's cruising for a bruise. And honestly, trying to get my ass. I don't think something. Troy has a wife. Honestly, I don't. I don't. I don't think you have a wife, bro. <laughs> because if you're thinking like that, it's always about on the sports web and on various shows I've done. Happy wife. Happy, happy life. life. Is that how that goes, Roberto? Oh, yeah. Or hang on. See? Because I know your wife's watching. Is that how it really goes, Roberto? Oh, oh yeah. 100%. What's the famous two words we tell our spouses? I do. Oh, no. I yes, do. dear. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Roberto, I think I need a new kitchen. Exactly. Yes, dear. Yes, exactly. Hey, honey, we need to go see Harriet Tires Plus because I need four tires. No problem. No yes, problem. Dear. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Roger Shue says Jalen hurts to the Bucks and uh, Peter's future yes. Russian wife. I love the Russian wives. Lush, love them, man. Boom, oh new go. Love them. Facebook user says, Why do you all think Jameis Winston's next sport spot is? And that's David that's, Moser. You know, um, that's a great question. I'm gonna sure. ask Roberto. Do you think Jameis Winston plays for New Orleans next year? Or do you think someone else picks him up? That's a tough question. I mean, if uh, Sean Payton was still there, most likely, but he's not there. Who knows? He's going to be their best option, to be honest with you. I because think, I think so. You know, yeah, well, I think they're I, right. Either Taysom Hill, but now that Peyton's not there anymore, can uh, can they build an offense around Taysom Hill? I think they've seen the limitations that he has. Jameis Winston, before he got injured, 13 touchdowns, three interceptions, doing a good job. Can he do that for another team? Pittsburgh Steelers seem like a, a possible spot, and people keep on trying to put him back with the Bucs. I don't know if that's going to happen or not. We'll say I, I don't think it's happening here. No. You know, no, I don't not, see not with now. You know, Arians already had him, so and he upgraded. Sure. You know, in his mind. You know, right. if Jameis doesn't get hurt, I think you know the Saints make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You know, because they don't lose those without court, question. You know, yeah. yeah. You know, with with that that defense almost got him into the playoffs. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. That, that, that defense paid unbelievable. Ben yeah. Cornette says Eberflus, Eberflus, <laughs> sounds like a bad digestive system that the Bear fans will have to stomach for a while. That's not even funny. No, it's not. <laughs> Tony Williams says the great Harry and Pete show. Gotta love it. Hi, guys. Bear down, boys. Thanks, Tony. Thanks for tuning in. We got something here from Roger Shue. He just sent this in. Read that on air. Can you believe that? Roger Shue says, 100 years ago today, the Decatur Staley's became the Chicago Bears. My friend's son, who lived 13 years, who was 13 years old, loves Chicago history. He's not a sports fan like me, but his father, who's a sports nut, asked me to post this photo, and they found the internet. I said, absolutely. Vanish Chicagoland. Who is that? Yeah, I don't know who that is. Uh, vanished Chicago land that tweeted no it out idea. there. So there you go. Good, good stuff there, Roger. Thanks a lot for the tweet. Roger we appreciate it. That would be awesome. Facebook user says, I've seen some earlier where it said Pittsburgh might be looking to trade for Taysom Hill. You know what? I have Pittsburgh earmarked for one of the teams. It's Robert. Aaron Rodgers. Nope. Nope. Believe it or not, Mitchell Trubisky. Really? Yep. They, they're really high on him. Okay. Christian. Thanks a lot for tuning in, Christian. Eber, 
Oh, I understand. E bears loose. Say it quickly. Funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle Nichol. They need to promote Dennis Allen, the head coach and work from there. And Jameis ain't coming back because BA said he will be back next year. And now they might not have an offensive coordinator or defensive coordinator soon, but we will see. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and touch on that really quick. And that's too long. If they lose both Byron Leftwich and Todd Bowles, mm -hmm. I think Roberto has to agree with me. BA is gone, isn't he? I believe so. I believe wow. so. It's hard to replace guys like that. You know, it's not not easy. Well, what they're what they're thinking is BA would call the plays as the offensive coordinator, whether Brady's there or not, and then they would uh, hire from within uh, with a guy like Larry Foote who has played uh, with the Pittsburgh Steelers, linebacker, of course, Arizona Cardinals, had some success. He may be ready to go. And look, you know, at the end of the day, the way that Bucks defense got off the field and was disappointing, uh, not able to get off the field and stop a Cooper Cup, maybe it is time for a change. And, of course, you know, these assistants, you're not going to be able to hold them back if they get a coaching job somewhere. Bowles gets yeah. a job with the Raiders or Minnesota, and, and Byron Leftwich goes to Jacksonville or goes – to the Saints, you can't stop that from happening. And even B.A. talked about it last year. He was happy for his assistants getting those opportunities. And they should get those opportunities. They yeah. deserve it. What do you think, Roberto? There's way too many jobs open. Sure. Somebody, somebody's going to take a hit. Absolutely. You know, you know look at how, how good Buffalo this year, they, you know, offensively and defensively, you know, they're rumored to lose both their O.C. and D.C., you know, it might happen here. Yeah. You know, you well, got, uh, what is it, nine jobs of, that were available? Yeah. Well, we heard uh, Rich Basaccia, maybe the special teams coach, of course, uh, he he being with uh, the Bucks, uh, with and John Gruden and also with the Raiders being their head coach. So that's a good get by the Chicago Bears there. So lots of jobs, lots of moving and shaking going on in the offseason as it's starting up. And, yeah. of course, we've got, uh, you know, two games pretty important on Sunday, the AFC Championship game and the NFC Championship game, but lots of stuff going on right now, and I think uh, it's just interesting. And, and what's the coach's name again for the Chicago Bears? Hold on a minute. Eberflus. Hold on. New Chicago Bears head coach. Coach E. Well, it's not going. Hold on. It's just got to work. Bears. The Bears on Thursday. Okay, hold on. New Chicago Bears head coach, Google. Matt Eberflus. Yeah, okay, so there you go. You see, you got the correct pronunciation because I didn't know how to say the guy's name. I'm not going to sit here and lie. I'm not going to. Troy Palomalo, King Troy himself says, Bears missed out on Flores, Watson, big time. Christian says, with that said, I can't judge the move yet. Roger Shue, he's got a podcast all about Chicago history. Awesome follow on Twitter and podcast. Kyle, Tampa does not need, no, does need to make Richard Simmons a coach of some sort. I don't agree with that. Facebook user said, Richard Sherman, next defensive coordinator. I don't know who's saying this, but zero chance. I'm not ready to say zero chance because of uh, maybe a cornerback coach or something like that, but I'm not ready to say zero chance of a coach on the staff. He's already coached this staff. <laughs> Troy says the Buccaneers are big-time trouble. They owe millions to Antonio Brown for emotional damages. Any input on that? Roberto's laughing. And well, input on Antonio Brown being owed millions for emotional distress? Yeah. Yeah. You said the best. Yeah. 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 Uh, Roberto, what did you think of that display? I mean, you're an athlete. Have you ever seen that in your time of 
you know, playing baseball or or any sport. At, it's completely embarrassing, that, right? That would never have flush in the clubhouse for damn sure. Yeah. I mean, that's basically throwing in the towel, uh, jumping ship on your teammates. Without question. That's – I mean, I, I can understand if you got something against some grief, some gripe against management for walking out on your teammate. That's a taboo. That's a no-no. In any sport. In any sport. Mm. Yeah. I'm not I'm not amazed by Breaking News on 1252 Sports Chicago. Sign that was well, that's cool. pretty cool, yeah. And and the breaking news of the night, in case you missed it, we were coming in. We got Roberto Hernandez, who's played for various teams the Tampa Bay Rays locally, Chicago White Sox, the good guys, in his opinion. Great closer here, uh, according to Jason LaComfora. Tom Brady is ready and possibly could be making this announcement in a couple days to retire from the National Football League. Wow. Roberto, before I even get to another guest to bring him in here, is it time or no, honestly? For him? Yeah. Only time knows, man. You know, I was fortunate enough to play when I was uh, up till 43, but I knew it's, you know, for me it was like, do I want to continue to do this and travel and have sleepless nights? You know, it was time for me. I could have played one more year, maybe two. But how hard were you throwing at 43 still? Uh, between 93 and 95, some occasionally 96. But wow. and you know, you broke but, into the league. But but the biggest thing was my arm felt great. The rest of my body felt like crap. Oh yeah. You know, and there's aches and pains. And when you when it when it takes you a good 15 to 20 minutes just to get up from bed. Because mm. your legs and your back are sore, you know, you start thinking about it, you know, and maybe, you know, it's time, you know, in, in, in his mind, it's time for him to go. But the season he had this year, you know, it didn't, didn't seem like he's ready to go, you know. No. No, 43 touchdowns and, and you know, very little interceptions and also success. I still feel like if they had Chris Godwin there, another comp, uh, uh, good wide receiver. They you mean w- Antonio Brown? Yeah, probably. Okay. If they had Antonio Brown and Chris Godwin at that point, and I don't think that's the Bucks' fault. It's just the way it happens and, um, well, you know, bad bad luck. Physically, he probably still thinking, you know, but it may be up here where he's like mm-hmm. mentally, do I want to go through this again? You know, all the turmoil he had to go through. Maybe that that scene with Antonio Brown and not having the players there to make a decent run. You know, you know, how many how many more Super Bowls can you win? You know, he's <laughs> no, won a beat. You know, he's won seven, isn't it? Is it yeah, seven. seven. Yep, six with the Patriots and one with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You're exactly there's right. No, there's no quarterbacks going to read you. I don't right. think so. Mahomes, right. okay. Mahomes got to win six more. 
Right. Well, you never say never at this point because sports always is, uh, you know, changing. But in before, those two let me years, ask you guys, before Mahomes, mm-hmm. when Green Bay, when they when uh, Rodgers won his first one, by now, how many do you think he would have had? And Listen, he's still stuck in one. That, that's a great question. But I will tell you this much. Patrick Mahomes won't even see six more AFC championship games. That's just my opinion. I mean, Perry is prevalent in the NFL, and you also look at the quarterback matchup with Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. I mean, they're going to have a stake in that. Who knows what other quarterback will come alive? I mean, Joe Burrow of the Cincinnati Bengals. That team is just a couple of players away. Correct. Offensive line and defensive line. Correct. So it may be certainly possible that Patrick Mahomes doesn't see that. So what we've seen right now with Tom Brady is amazing. I want to ask you, was that the toughest decision you had to make is walk away because you knew physically you could do it, but mentally you weren't all there. Was that the toughest decision in your life to do? I don't think it was the toughest in my life. You know, I think I want you know, also, you know, I saw the writing on the wall where uh, it was more being catered to the younger guys that you couldn't. Some of the younger guys that, you know, that I played with towards the end of my career or the type of guys that you couldn't tell them that they were doing something wrong because they knew it all. They were that type of guys. If it, if I, if I didn't have if I had the guys like I did when I played in Pittsburgh, you know, and in Cleveland where they were eager to learn, you know, and put in the work, I think I I would have played that next year. But I saw that everything was changing. And I said, I'm glad I came up in my in the era that I did come up, where young guys were seen and not heard. And you yeah. learned a whole lot just by watching and listening. Yeah, tell me about it. He's right. Yeah. You know, before we get to any more questions, I want I don't want to be rude. I'm gonna take them out of the green room. I'm gonna bring them up. Okay. Everybody, hold on to your seats, put on your seatbelt. Because live and in person is Mr. Fat Mike himself. Sports. Hey, Fat Mike, welcome. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Where's my oh, porno no. music? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Play the music. Oh, Play yeah. the fun. Diesel, there baby. <laughs> Six brick. You got all that right. You got it all. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. It's all about family. How you doing, Mike? <laughs> It's all about the family. Get really weird. What do you think you're Vin really Diesel from uh, the Furious Five, whatever the hell it was? <laughs> the Furious Five. Fast and the Furious. Yeah, that's it. Furious He's five. a little bit shorter than I am. Yeah. We got it going, though. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, fast Five. That's, if that's the porno you guys like. All right. That's cool. <laughs> you know, that wasn't a porno. No, it definitely wasn't. Uh, the anyway, Furious Five there. What is that? I'm sure it was. I'm sure, there's a, I'm sure there's a porn copy. Well, probably we'll I'm sure be there's a porno copy of it somewhere. Well. If you have a question or a comment for the Greek repeat, when I ask Roberto Hernandez a question, Mike, I know you don't want to ask him anything. Dial 727 320 5866. Yes. I'm your host, Harry the Greek. Thanks for tuning into the Over Under on a Friday night. I'm sure you have other better things to do, like Roberto. I mean, I know he'd rather be cracking one back. Sipping back, but you know what? There's nothing to watch on TV. There's no sports. What are you going to watch? Hockey. Listen, he, he, he can crack open a beer right now. What are we talking about here? 
can abs- he can do whatever he wants to. I mean, if he's going to throw a 93, yeah. 95 mile per hour he a ball at your there. head. He can sit there and fart with camera for all, all we want. It's it's a go. It's, it's good to go. Yeah. Hold on a sec. So, anyway, Uh-oh. Roberto, got yeah. a question for you. You got it. For the people that don't know exactly how you broke into the league, when you were drafted by the Angels, you were a first-round draft pick. Uh, take us through that. How many years were you in the minors before you got the call? Six long years. Six uh, long yeah. years. Mm. And you turn out to be one of the greatest closers of all time, in my opinion. Right. Okay, I, yeah. I can make that guy blush. Well, numbers don't lie. I mean, the numbers are right there, and I think we're getting a call right now. We have a call coming in. Stand by. Uh-oh. Thanks for calling the over-under. I'm your host, Harry the Greek. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Ed from Palm Harbor. Ed. Mr. Ed. Ed. Mr. Ed from the 60s? Yes. <laughs> Call him Mr. Ed. Mr. Ed. <laughs> yeah, we need to get our worst sound effects. Tell me about it. We need to get you some sound effects. I need to hook you up. I don't need the sound effects. We need the sound effects. Will you shut up? Will you shut up? I don't need any sound Stop effects. Stop trying to steal, steal oh my, my stuff. God. Steal your stuff. Yeah, steal my... Steal you. Yeah, steal this. Ed, what's going on, buddy? Hey, I just I just came on to the show and logged in, and uh, I heard a tail end, something about... Brady announcing his retirement? No. He hasn't announced listen, it yet. Listen to, listen to the story. Not this yet. is breaking news. You know, this is funny. Brady might announce his retirement, and I got Roberto Hernandez on the phone. He doesn't want to know about Roberto, does he? Well, I think he still <laughs> Hold wants on. to. Oh Hold God, on. It is Roberto. Yeah, no shit. It's Roberto. <laughs> it's Roberto Hernandez. Yes, he's on with us. Fair? Yeah. Go ahead. Talk yeah, to him. That's when I actually watched the race. Well, see, there you go. Hold on. Roberto, habla espanol or habla inglés? Cualquiera, either or. I'll, okay, good. I can do both. <laughs> That's just for you. That's just for you, uh, Ed. <laughs> oh, uh, you guys are great, man. You got Roberto Hernandez, one of the greatest Rays players ever. Whoa. Tell him about it. Right. Hold on. He says Rays. You heard that? Not the White Sox, even though he did make his hay with the White Sox. Oh, hold on. He had 167 saves with the White Sox. How many saves did he have with the Rays? About 60 less. Okay, but he still. All right, I still like it. He sucked as a. I didn't mean that. Roberto. Look, he was a, when the he look. Was a Chicago I understand White where Sox. Ed's coming like from it. here because there weren't any great plays on the race besides a Roberto Hernandez. <laughs> you had right. Fred McGriff. That's true. Fred yeah. McGriff was good. He was all right. The crime dog. Yeah. Crime dog who belongs in the Hall crime of Fame, dog. by the way. Yes, he does. Four hundred ninety-three homers. Uh, yeah. Yes. Sheffield. Uh, Sheffield, Sheffield wasn't on the race. No, oh, maybe that's not right. Other... Yeah, that's he was he was on the Marlins. The other Florida team that doesn't matter. Yeah, the other Florida you know, team that doesn't matter. You know, since you the did bring up, I said, yeah. <laughs> that I actually painted his driveway. He had a house in St. Pete mm-hmm. on False Point, and uh, I uh, painted his driveway. Oh, and I didn't meet him. He wasn't there, but I painted his driveway. Well, no. hopefully you painted it well. I know Roberto's looking for a landscaper. Are you Why? ready? Hold on, I got a question. No, I have a question. Landscaping. I, I have a I have a legit question. Yes, Why are we ahead. painting driveways? Though they do that Why here was in I Florida. A driveway because no, they do I, that in Florida. It was a, a part time job. But that's you a know, thing. I had to work uh, two jobs because yes. I was a single dad. So yeah, they, yeah. They, 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 they no, paint, I'm, I'm not. Driveways. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not calling you out on what you what you did for work. I'm not calling you out on that. But like, that's the first time I've ever heard There's of that. Why like are we painting driveways? driveways? Why does it matter? 
Yeah, they do. They stain driveways. They paint them. They do all different kinds of things with them. But we're going yeah. on to the next question. Not a question, but Roberto, while I have Ed on the phone, which is pretty cool, and I think Ed would get a kick out of this, there was a particular player that played with Roberto on the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh-huh. And it was Roberto. Had Roberto had heard all of these stories. And I'm sure you know which one I want to talk about. Roberto has something to do with a little bit of alcohol and where he put it all. Oh, uh, Wade. <laughs> Wade Boggs. Wade Boggs. Listen to this story, guys. All right, this let's listen. Let's listen to this story. I want to hear this. Yeah, we're on a flight from, I think, from uh, leaving Tampa to to California. And uh, Wade's in the back, and he's putting back about 30-something beers. And, you know, I heard the rumors in the past that he can drink maybe two cases without getting up and going to the bathroom. So I just walked back and because uh, he was a few rows behind me. So I made sure I, I counted almost two cases. And the SOB never got up to go take a pee. You know, that's, un, that's not human. That's unheard of. I would have exploded after 12. And he kept <laughs> popping them back and never went to the bathroom. That's that, that that's almost hilarious. And then you guys went out to dinner, like a four course meal. He had a four yeah. course meal, had another twelve pack, and didn't didn't flinch to go to the bathroom. And mm. I would have thrown, thrown up. That Wade, was, that was Wade, Wade Boggs. Boggs. Wade Boggs. Oh, oh, oh. Yes, Wade Boggs. So again, Ed, to just uh, summarize what the story was of the breaking news of the night, according to Jason Law Comfora of CBS Sports. Brady could be announcing his retirement in the next couple of days. He's prepared to announce his retirement, so we'll see what happens. We'll have it right here, either uh, on the, the sports web. Or does he actually have a tip? That is he if usually you know, when Jason Lock and Forrest state something. Something, yeah, it, it's there. Where there's smoke, there's pretty fire, pretty though. close to some some people there in that circle, and it looks like it. And you, you read those comments the other night, and yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I, so we'll what see. The Bucks are gonna do, man. That will they don't that, have a quarterback on their roster that's like ready to go. Well, they got Blake Kyle Trask, Kyle baby. Trask. There you go. Kyle, Kyle Trask. Kyle Trash. Come on, <laughs> Kyle Trask. Come on, man. Trash is a is a, uh, Trask. Is a Trask, not trash, but yeah, Trask. you're exactly right. Kyle Trask Trask. may not be able to come in right away and start. And, and look, he's second year quarterback, uh, drafted in the second round. We'll see what happens with this team, but. They also may go uh, big quarterback shopping for possibly an Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson or somebody like that. They don't have the money to spend on them. They will if Brady and Gronk and all these people are off the roster. Well, Gronk's going to retire. They could. And everybody keeps on talking about cap with this Tampa Bay Buccaneer team. They're very cap friendly and they know how to redo contracts, restructure deals, push the money down the road. And on top of it, the cap is increasing every year. So when people That's say true. they're in cap trouble, I don't believe it until I see it. Ed, do you have any questions for Roberto? Because uh, we'll let you use the second call here in a little while. Yeah. What year did you play? With who? I remember you being on the team for a short time, but I can't remember what year it was. Uh, with the Rays, it was a first three years, 90, 98 to uh, 2000. Yep. Okay. Yep. That's correct. Yeah. You were a closer, right? Yes, sir. Yep, I remember you. <laughs> Greatest closer in Rays history. Yeah. Man. I don't want to hear what anybody says about Berto. He was great. Thank you. It was good meeting you guys. And you and you uh, and you painted his driveway, Ed. So there you go. You did a good job, no, my he friend. Didn't paint Roberto's I seriously didn't know that was a thing. 
who are you paints? Who, who's oh Sheffield? Okay, Gary my bad. Sheffield yeah. down the St. Pete. Okay, I, I really didn't know that was never a thing live on Pinellas Point. Hold on, guys. Like, I don't know. You mean you're updating the information? Time out. 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 Time Painting driveways. Like I said, I wasn't shitting on the caller. I just didn't know that that was a fucking thing. Like I, I've never heard of that before <laughs> in my entire life. You're filthy rich. Who cares? Yeah, but that's the wrong neighborhood. I'm not shitting on you. I'm not shitting on you, pal. I don't care what you do for a living. You could fucking you could tug dicks for all I care. I don't oh, care. Stop, all right. I don't care what you do. I, I didn't. I didn't know that painting driveways was a fucking thing. <laughs> Yeah. All right. That's all I'm all saying. Right. This is fucking new news to me. This is. Hey, Ed, this is Ed, we love you, brother. Love brother. Me, we'll talk to you later. See all, you, right. Buddy. all right. Later. Yeah. later. Oh, Jesus. Fat Mike. That was good. Yeah. That was that was great. Mike. Kind of, hey, in Arizona, Arizona, people don't have lawns. They have rocks. And they paint the rocks green. <laughs> yeah. I, fucking these people, man. I tell you. And, ju and just, just for some clarity, my buddy, moved my, out to Colorado, my, my buddy moved out to Colorado a few years back and he's like, I'm zero scaping. I was like, so what you're shaving your balls. <laughs> he's like, you he's like, no, Listen, no, 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 no. People dude. that don't know this. He's a <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm sorry. You guys brought me on. This is what you get. All right. This is what you get. It's me all the fucking time. I don't know what you guys want. All right, it's it's me. See this right here? I see right the, there. I Fat Mike Chicago the all the other day, day when, when Chicago hired their coach. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he I think about three sentences he got out. He mispronounced the guy's name like three times, which is funny. And then on the top of Elmer's glue. He said the F word in that three times. <laughs> <laughs> and I was on the phone at my other job, and I was laughing. People thought I was having like a stroke or something because I was laughing so hard. I was nearly falling on the ground. I, I missed it. But anyway, I needed a little bit of clarity. <laughs> my boys never lived in the slums at Pinellas Point, okay? Well, yeah. I mean, like I said, I, I don't care. I don't Pinellas care Point's a very nice area, but it's, it's not Roberto area. I don't care it's what not. he's doing. <laughs> I don't care if he's tucking dicks, flipping pricks, whatever he does. As long as he's painting driveways, he's got money in his pocket, right? Vin Diesel, <laughs> baby. Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel. We're going to go to some Five of the comments the really quick brick. because this has really gone off quick. <laughs> Troy Palomalu says the Buccaneers are in big trouble. They owe millions to Antonio Brown for emotional damages. Pig Dog Video 2001. Harry Stafford is minus 210 to throw for more yards on Sunday than Jimmy G. Is Stafford free money? Yes. Okay. Without question. I agree. I, I mean, over 300 dog. yards, 366 yards versus the Bucks. But the problem with that is, is that you're going to lay, you're going to have to lay two to one on your money. Now, I'm not going to say it's free. I'm going to tell you one thing. The Greek ain't putting, he's not laying two to one money on, on something like no that. No proposition bet for you at all? No, there's a lot of proposition bets that I would be interested in. I'm not really prepared to give them out today because I really haven't looked. You know, I'm still having a hard enough time to, you know, to, to figure out. Look. What are you doing over there? Tucking? <laughs> I, I, yeah, yeah. Roberto and I are hanging out talking. Are you out of your tree? <laughs> Hang on, ready? Wait, fold it in half. Here I go. <laughs> Look at this poor guy. Is there an adult in the you room? Wish. You wish. Oh, Jesus. Well, you wish. Troy Palomalu says, like says he's also leaving. <laughs> Facebook user. 
If Lesfoot and Bowles leave, then by the time Bruce Arian leaves, there'll be no good coaches left by then. Easy. Relax, everybody. Relax. Roger Shue says free Antonio Brown. Fucking guys free His insanity? What is he talking about? Free what? Yes. He's freed. He's freed. He's on his fucking own. He's he's living in the in the life at a time for a team to call him. Uh Christian says, wake me up when it's not Jason LaConforo making the report. Hey, he might have a point. Yeah, I, I guess. Roger Shoe says, bye, Brady. Creamsicle days are back. <laughs> you, you know what? I, I really, I really hate you, they Roger. I just want to tell jerseys. you that. They should Troy Palomalu says, Big Mike said he wants a Champa Bay shirt. That's a fucking <laughs> lie. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna send that. I think that is true, Troy. It's probably one of the best statements nope. you ever made. Yeah, you know I what? I do want one. one. I do want one where I can, I, where I can full blown video post me taking a dump and wiping my ass with it and fucking post it oh, online. Oh man, stuff. what else do you expect Champa from a Bay. cup fan? Anything with more etiquette? <laughs> no, no, no. I didn't think so. He's a, you know what? It's a one word answer. This guy's a no. South Sider who roots for the Cubs. Is there such a thing? Oh, that's blasphemy. It is. No, 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 what would Ozzy do knowing that Mike is a Southside? Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, Christian know, says JLC's completion percentage lately has been worse than Caleb Haney's in the NFC Championship game in 2010 versus the Packers. Okay. Christian says, I'm thinking TB12 has one more year left in him. No, he's gone. Well, we'll see. Roger Shue says, just remember, Ric Flair still has nine more world championships than Tom Brady. I'm flying. Yes, Jeff flying, but he also has 10 more losses than Tom Brady. Right. That's true. And for the next comment, I got to play the funk. Play the funk. Play it. Mr. Steven Glasker. I get to see him rolling. You know What up, fellas? Love the show. (laughs) Steven Glasker, baby. Down yeah. in Texas, Tampa Bay fan. Steven Glasgow. Another one. Texas, Tampa Bay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Steven, go ahead and call into the show if you'd like. Actually, I'm going to send you the link to the show. You guys just you guys are just horrible, man. I just don't Texas, understand Tampa Bay, Steven Glasgow. I bring on a special guest, and it just goes right It's not Glasgow. It's Steven Glasgow. It's not me. I didn't do it. I'm just I'm I'm just laughing about it. That's all. Uh, okay. But you, you just like went in the gutter. I, Stop I tucking that. it. Listen, Stop tucking yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> Unfold it, pal. Roberto, do you believe this? Uh, Roger Shue says, Roberto, you went to the wrong side of town. Go, Cubs, go. What's your response Roger to that, Shue, sir? that's what's up, baby. Well, no chance, up. my friend. No, no, no chance. So yeah. I, Way too many day games. I want to I want to bring up some baseball here. I know that we're in like a, a, a chaotic fucking mess that we got going on here because of me, but Roberto, you you played for the Sox. You played for a bunch of other teams: Pittsburgh, Tampa Bay Rays, Kansas City Royals. You were all over the place. You were a journeyman in the in, in the MLB of of the of the the nineties. What was your favorite team to play for? What organization treated you the best? Who 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 were the best guys that you had to play for? Did I guys or organization? Organization. Who was the best organization that you played for? I have to say Chicago. You know, they're, they're right there. All right. Mainly because I, I played the longest there, and you got to make relationships, you know, and then uh, meet people and then uh, work with them day in, day out. Right. You know, 
when I when I went through my blood clot thing, you know, they had the best training staff prepared for that. So, and I, you know, and guys like Bo Jackson that had hit replacement, you know, went through Herm Schneider and their training staff. You know, and playing playing with Ozzy and Frank, Joey, Robin, Jack McDowell, right. you know, Carlton Fish, Tim Raines. I mean, we weren't just teammates. We just were almost like families. You know, we bickered back and forth, but you know, once we once we crossed the line, you know, we had every you know each of us had each back. You know, right? You know. And that's what's, you know, you know it stayed true. It, what it was it like true. to play with Ozzy again, Roberto? You know, yeah. Yeah. What was it like to play with Ozzy? Because I can't understand. That guy always talks like he's got a mouthful of marbles. But, you know, the one thing, the one thing about Ozzy is that uh, he had your back and he would always. If he liked you, he would always protect you. But if you were, if he didn't like you, you know, you were on an island, and you know, and Ozzy, Ozzy had some clout. Ozzy had a lot of clout, even when he was a player. Even when he was a player, man, he was he was a team captain, and he would uh, protect protect the young guys and. Teach him the ropes. So, Roberto, a couple of years back, there was some shit here in Chicago. Here, and I, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna phrase. The I'm gonna plug in. The, I'm gonna let me plug in my my computer because it's gonna die. Yeah, it's for fine. sure, for sure, for sure. And the one thing I want to bring up to Roberto here is what it was like working with with uh, with, with Cooper, Don Cooper. Uh, the, I didn't uh, have. I had Cooper in the minor leagues. Right, and you a couple know, of years, back, know, a couple of years back, there was a, there was a shitstorm here with Cooper. That would happen with Michael Kopeck. And he talked about his mental health and stuff like that. Kind of, kind of way down. I'm a fan of like uh, Cooper, I could tell you that. And I want to ask you, what was your interaction with Don Cooper? Because he was here for a long time here with the Chicago White Sox. Cooper, what was your interaction Co- with? Cooper with me, you know, since I was in the big leagues, you know, we were, we we got along great. Uh, Cooper was in charge of the minor leagues. I'm telling you, when I was with him in the, you know, when he was in the minor leagues, he was no. He was one of the best coordinators. You know, he knew his stuff, and he still, you know, even in the big leagues, he knew his stuff. Okay. You know, uh, once I left, I wasn't. You know, I wasn't privy to all what was going on there. Mm-hmm. But you know, let me tell you this: getting to the big leagues is somewhat easy. Hardest thing is doing is staying. And mentally, you have to be tough because you got guys coming after your job. Right. Uh, you know, and if you don't do your job or if you can't deal with failure, you're screwed. You know, you have to learn how to deal with failure in the big show. You know, and then I saw that happen. To Alex Fernandez. Wow. You know, Jeez, I haven't heard that name in years. You know, Great pitcher. You know, it, but it happened to him. Okay. 
he had it happened to him in the big leagues and he got sent down right you know it happened to me but it happened to me in the minor leagues and i had to learn how to deal with my struggles so you have to uh, it's better to deal with your struggles early and get over them you know before you get to the big league right that 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 call that you got, Roberto, when you finally broke the big leagues, when you finally broke the big league roster, what was that like for you being a young player, getting your cutting edge, cutting your teeth, and moving into the MLB? That had to be absolutely unbelievable for you. I cried because, I, you know, prior tell to Tell the me, story because I know the story. Yeah, this is please, a really good please. story. Let us know what it was like. I mean, I, I, you're, I mean, you're, I mean like, tell them where you were at, the whole nine yards. 1991, going to spring training. And it's a cool spring morning, you know, it's like in the 50s, and I'm having trouble feeling my fingers. You know, and I tell the pitching coach at that time, which was uh, Sammy Ellis, and uh, Dave LaRoche was our bullpen guy. I said, guys, I can't feel my fingers. You know, I don't know what's going on. And he said, shit, Roberto, you better get used to that shit, because when we get to Chicago, it's going to be in the 30s. I pay no mind to it. <clears throat> and then, you know, everything went along, and then it started warming up. And then, you know, come uh, come into the, you know, close to leaving camp, I get sent to AAA, which I knew was going to happen. You know, that way too many guys on the roster, you know, that they couldn't cut or they wanted to test. But I get to Vancouver, and I have – no, hardly any circulation or no feeling in my 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 in my thumb and my my two fingers, my middle finger, and my pointer finger. And I pitch, and I'm I you know I wind up pitching with it. You know I was five and zero. Oh, you know, and then uh, pitching in Edmonton, my thumb turns purple, oh, and God. I can't I can't feel my middle finger and my you know. So I walked off the mound. I walked off the mound, you know, and I, that was the only loss I had. You know, got back to Vancouver, you know, went to a doctor, and the doctor sent me to University of British Columbia Medical Center and talked to a cardiovascular surgeon, and she said, it sounds like you have a blood clot. And I'm like, when she said blood clot, all that came in my mind was J.R. Richard. You know, pitching on the mound and right. having a freaking stroke because of blood clot. Right, 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 right. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I'm like, and she, and she, she, then she told me, you know, what saved me, what saved me, was pitching in the cold, because if I would have been in a warm weather climate, blood clot tends to travel like Tampa Bay. Yeah, t- tends to travel <laughs> in the heat, so it would, it would eventually went into my heart. See, see, Tampa Bay would have killed you at that point. Yeah. See, exactly. So I wanted, I wanted to be known and on record that Tampa Bay would have killed Roberto Hernandez. Well, my my thing was that you know our next trip that we were making, (laughs) the next trip from Vancouver, we were going to Tucson, Phoenix, and Las Vegas. Ooh boy. Yeah. Yes. You know what? But you didn't really tell them the story when you actually got called up. Yeah. You, you made your first start against the. Yeah, what was it like? Really goes through the dramatics like of that up. of that call my, up. My, my call up was that I got called up 
the same day that Bo Jackson made his return. Yep. From hip surgery. Right. And we're playing Kansas City. So I walk into the clubhouse, and there's about about damn near 150 reporters. I'm like, what the fuck's going on here? <laughs> it, it felt like you were in a, you know, you, it was a, it was like a playoff thing. No, but because, they, you know, because all the attention was on was, Bo Jackson, Bo, right? right. <laughs> and and I remember Dick Shap. Dick Shap was there to wow. interview Bo. And everything was about Bo's return. I'm like, and we're playing, we're playing Kansas City, and it's a Thursday night game on ESPN, the only game in town at eight o'clock. So I go out there, and I'm throwing a no hitter through six, and Carlton Fisk tries to drag bunt. And he bunted the ball, bad angle and all. It went from the bat to his eye. Oh, Jesus. So he had a swollen eye, and they took him out. Very first batter I faced in the top of the seventh hits a double. And it wasn't George Brett. It wasn't Kevin Sizer. It wasn't Danny Tartable. It was Bill Picotta. So who? I'm like, the Pagoda projections. I'm like, all right, I give up a base hit to Bill Pagoda for my first, you know. It wasn't a base hit. It was an extra base hit. It's an extra Bro, base you, hit. There you go. Yeah. I didn't but, mean to shit on you there. I'm sorry. You no, know, I mean, you know, when you're losing a, you're losing a no-no as a rookie on your debut, you know, right. I'm like, it was either Gibson or freaking George Brett, but it was neither. Mm. You know, but that was in my mind. But, you know, I wind up pitching seven innings. I won my game. Then after the game, this same 150 reporters that was in Bo Jackson's locker were in mine. Yep. After the game. That's fucking awesome. It was, you know, and it was the most memorable. uh, To this day, it's like my highlight of my career. Roberto, question. Who was the best Chicago pitcher you were around on the starting rotation? That's not a fair question to say in the bullpen because, honestly – Look, well, I was always question, a fan of Bobby with the Thigpen. Cubs either, because Red Sutcliffe was the man. I, I played with Bobby Thigpen <laughs> down here in Florida when after you retired. You know, just in some pickup games we used to have here in Clearwater. Sure, and the guy could throw still. Okay, but he didn't have nearly velocity near the velocity that he had when he was in Chicago. So, other than a bullpen pitcher being yourself, who was the best starting pitcher you were around in a White Sox uniform? I mean, it's hands down Jack McDowell. But the Nothing personal. The Blue Jays owned them like a red. Yeah, well, stepchild. I, mean, I know, I know. I mean, but there's always one team for each pitcher. Yeah, they you beat know. him like a fucking snare drum. Yeah, I, yeah, I know. And they beat him, and they beat Alex. And I'm like, you know, if we can just sneak one, you know, <laughs> but you know, it was, you know, you know that Jack had balls of steel. Yeah, that, that skinny. Sob will go out there if he had if he gives up five runs in the first two innings, you know, and then all of a sudden you look up, damn, it's the eighth inning and he's still in there, but he he gave up the five runs in the first two, didn't give up anything else. I've right. seen him win games eight to six where he give up six runs in the first three innings and he doesn't he battles and he doesn't and then he winds up throwing complete games, man. How the hell do you do that? 
Right. You know, normal people just you know they just throw in the towel, but he doesn't. So the best, no, game, the best game I've ever saw from him in Milwaukee. This is when I'm doing my rehab. First pitch of the game, Paul Molitor deposits in the left field bleacher. First pitch of the game. Paul Molitor, yeah, no shit. Then the SOB retires the next 27 batters in a row. Good lord, <laughs> Jesus! I'm like, yeah. I'm like, how do you, how do you do this shit? <laughs> First pitch of the games is a <laughs> round it's trip. Yeah, 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 baby. The it's next 20, the next 27 batters are out. That's nuts, Jesus! So he threw a one hitter, one and run. Yeah, a perfect game after that homer. No Nobody replaced. That's nuts. It is nuts. Is that the pitcher that you learned the most from in Major League Baseball, in your opinion, or is it somebody else? I learned from a whole bunch of them, man. Yeah. You know, you pick and choose from, you know, Charlie Huff would always talk to me. Here's a knuckleballer talking to me and telling me. He was me also the I guy that said they had a fucking file in his back pocket yeah. and Vaseline on the brim of his yeah. cap. You know, <laughs> you know, uh, I think you're referring to Wilbur Wood. You know, <laughs> From Bobby Thigpen, he helped me out a lot. Scott Radinsky, you know, bad man, you know, you know what? He was a really underrated player. Radinsky. I learned, I learned mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah, I learned a lot. You know, and then the thing, the, the thing about what made me humble and what I understood that every day you have to learn something new when you go to the ballpark, right? Because you you know if you don't learn something new, it becomes stale, and then you, you take everything for granted. You know, it's basically like like you know like right now, you know everybody's worried that Tom's going to retire. Right. But I guarantee you, every time he went to the to the facilities, he was picking up something new. When it when you think you know everything, it's time to go. It's time to retire. You what know. was the most important thing that you learned in Major League Baseball from those pitchers and those players that you played with? Believe in yourself okay. and, and use what God gave you. If, if you know, Charlie Huff told me and Carlton Fisk said, use it or you're going to lose it. And me being wet behind the ear, and what the hell are you talking about? You got a good fastball. You threw, it, it's not that you only threw hard. I mean, look. I love the game of baseball. You know that you and I could sit down and talk for hours about baseball. As a matter of fact, that's what we do. But you threw such a heavy ball, man. I mean, it was like Mariano Rivera was known, you know, to break bats because the cutter always came in. And you used to hit that one sweet spot of the bat when you swang. Yeah. When you swung the bat, it would just it would break the bat. But, man, you the way he Roberto pitched, it seems like, he put. He had more batters beating the ball into the ground. He had torque. He had torque on those pitches. I and, mean, it's, it's, it's just. I don't know what it was. How, how did you there, take care? Such a thing as a heavy ball, right? I mean, but it just. It, it looked like he was throwing a softball out there, and you just couldn't hit it. Roberto, you had a consistent career with throwing 95, 96, and upwards of one hundred miles an hour. How did you take care of yourself so your arm was able to do that for so long? Yeah, I played uh, a lot. Baseball. I played a lot of long toss. I did my exercises, you know. There, you know, and I did not do a lot of heavy lifting during the season. Okay, you know, guys, work out. Yeah, you know, you know. But I did this, you know, what the 
training staff and the uh, the weight, the the strength and conditioning coach said, uh, in the big league said, do what you do best and be consistent. You know, if you like the ice after the game or work out after the game, do it. If you like to work out before the game, do it. You know, but be consistent. And I love to play long toss, you know, to keep my arms, you know, that was my lifting. Mm-hmm. Basically, during the summer. Now, in the spring, in the off season, yeah, I would go into the gym and you know, not bulk up, but you know, get ready and do my 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 heavier lifting, you know, with the legs and the upper body. But once the season started, the only lifting I did was that baseball to make sure that I was ready because I wanted. If the game, if I was, if I was, if I had the chance to save opportunities of 80 games I wanted to be counted to be on that those 80 games I wanted to be there you know you I look at games now and sometimes I'm you know I'm like I wonder how would I survive you know in this day and age of baseball when you got starters that are only going five innings or four innings and they think it's a great job no I wasn't we weren't brought up in that mentality you right. brought up you know, that the starters, you had your starters, your setup men, and your closer. And closers, right. you know, if back when I pitch, if we had eight games in a row to save, there was there was not one closer would say, I I need a day. You know, I'll take the day one the day uh, day off when, when we're not, you know, when the game's not close. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you were right in the heart of that, the, the heart of the before baseball changed too, before it went, yeah. be, you know, where you need your starting pitcher to only get you four and a half, five innings. You were right smack dab in the middle of that before it all changed to now. I mean, you went into your career in 2006, 2007, and you were there. You're number 19 on all-time saves leader, which is which is fucking amazing. It's, it's, it's no bullshit. So you've seen all those guys. You were there from 92, 91, 91, 92 to 2007. You had an illustrious career in the big leagues. The one thing I want to ask you is this. I got to I got to figure out how to word it here. How hard you, was hang it? Hang on, Mike. If you think about it, he spent 17 years in the big leagues. Right. He spent 6 years in the minors. Just All right. put that just, just no, no, I get it. In the perspective, I get it. I mean, the guys that are, I mean, there's nothing but Hall of Fame talent ahead of you. I mean, you're right on the, you're right there. I mean, you are right there for the Hall of Fame. And I want to, that's going to allude in this next question. Before Mariano Rivera and before you guys like K Rod, who's eligible this upcoming year, ballot for the Hall of Fame, when you retired, you were right there. You were you were you were in the top guys for 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 save for saves, but see I'm realistic, you know I I was blessed to pitch for 23 years. You know I never won the roll age rewards awards for relievers. Came close, but Came Roberto, close. you have eight seasons. You I mean this I is know I know I know eight seasons then, of 25 then, or more saves, which okay. is fucking mind blowing. You look at look at. Uh, when I retired, there were guys like Big Brother Lee Smith. Yeah. 478 saves. Chicago Cub, baby. Woo. But not, but not in the Hall of Fame during that time. Yeah, which is a goddamn shame. 
Yeah, exactly. Then you got then you got John Franco, who's got over four hundred some saves, right? Not in the Hall of Fame. I'm at three twenty six. I'm like, those guys can't get in. I can't get in. Right. You know, but I was being real. You know, and for me, you're being well, real about it. I get it, one hundred percent. Yeah, you know, and for me, Lee Smith should have been a slam dunk a long time ago. Then why right. not you? His numbers are way better than what I what I you know I, I the numbers right there. If I had his number, slam dunk. But I don't. I didn't, and I don't. Mm-hmm. I'm at peace with that. You know? I got one other guest I want to go ahead and bring into the show. Roberto, you never met him. He's a very good friend of mine. He hails from the Dallas region. He's listen to this, okay? He's oh, a yeah. Dallas. He lives in Dallas. Stephen Glasgow, baby. Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, he yeah. lives in Dallas. Cue the porno. He tone. likes the funk. It's not. He's a Stephen Tampa Glasgow. Bay Buccaneer fan from Dallas. It's I feel Stephen like you're doing Glasgow. a dating show at this point, and Mike is in yeah. the background. And you know what he oh, does yeah. also? He likes long walks on the beach. He likes he long blows. walks on the beach. He, he loves Netflix glass. and chill. He blows Glasgow. Stephen Glasgow. <laughs> What's up, Stephen? Hello, Hernandez. Hernandez. How you doing today, buddy? He's got a Grogu. He's, he's got a Grogu in his in his oh, background stop. in a Tampa Bay <laughs> Sound Mike. jersey. It's, the, the music's because off, he's Mike. Stephen Glasker. Oh yeah, he's got a Mike on his ball. Uh, okay, here we go. Hey, Stephen, how are hey, you, Mike. buddy? Thanks for coming on. I'm great. I'm just, I'm just wondering, Mike, how much per minute will that cost me over the phone? <laughs> Seriously, you call me right now. You're gonna get a picture of me. With one sock on it, it's not going to be on my foot. <laughs> and I'm going to be thinking about you, big boy. See, I told you about this. You played this music, and this is what you opened up. You opened up Pandora's box. Oh, yeah. Hey, Steven Glasker. Yeah. I'm Pat Mike. I got beat up, baby. I'm wearing one sock and one sock only. And it's Oh, yeah. He's, he's talking. Roberto. Oh, no. did you ever think it would turn into this? No. I'm surprised no. he stayed on this long with with me being on the show. To be honest, Jesus, I'm surprised he's like this guy's a fucking idiot. I gotta go. I'm having a good time though. This guy's an idiot. This is exactly what it's about. It's a good time, Stephen. What's going yes. on, buddy? I'm sorry to tell you, but that thing sitting behind you where it says TB12. Yeah. In about 24 hours. Yeah. I gotta read. I gotta read the the rest of this report. And of course, if you guys are just tuning in right here back. to the over under and twelve fifty two Chicago sports, Jason Law Comfora of CBS Sports Tonight had this to say: Several sources who are within Brady's inner circle anticipate that he will most likely reveal his future plans in the coming days. Brady is a historian of the game. He understands what it takes for players and teams to reach this point in the season and would not want to upstage the game itself in any way. Making an announcement the week leading up to the Super Bowl would not be his style and waiting until after the Super Bowl with the scouting combine just weeks away might begin to cut into the Buccaneers' ability to pivot as an organization and readjust their plans for 2022. It was now to not, if it was now to not include arguably the greatest football player who ever lived right there. The report is that Tom Brady here in the next couple of days, I'm thinking maybe tomorrow 
could announce his retirement, and that would send not only shockwaves in the Tampa Bay area, but around, around the, NFL. the entire National Football yeah. League. It just yeah. shockwaves across every sport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's sad. I was hopeful. Do you notice uh, Roberto's dancing for us? Let's get the yeah. phone going. Get the phone going. There, you <laughs> go. there you go, Roberto. Come on. Roberto's making making out with the camera. Oh, yeah, <laughs> baby, making music on twelve fifty two. Chicago. That's all we got, Roberto. Show them, show them. Yeah. Show them, man. Make sure. Yeah. Uh, see, 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 what, see what happens when white people try to dance. You see what happens when white people start to dance. What, what, what's that supposed to mean? Yeah, what's yeah, that supposed why'd to you got to go there like that, huh? Why'd you got to do that, huh? You. You had to take it there, didn't you? It's not my fault. You weren't. It's not born my fault. <laughs> It's not my fault. It's not my fault. He don't know nothing about that. Oh, yeah, he should. Mystical, how could you not? Listen, Stephen Glasker is the straightest black man I ever met in my life. Just how do I him. know Mystical and he doesn't? He knows Mystical. The only thing he knows Mystical is Mystic. <laughs> You're Mystic. Hey, Roberto, just real quick, just to let you know, and he's right, I am the straightest black man he's ever met. But just right. to let you know, you look, you look amazing, bro. You look fantastic. As I've told Harry before, black don't crack. <laughs> thank you thank you absolutely matter of fact uh roberto uh i took uh steven when he was down here for the playoff game against the uh the rams uh we, was it the rams no yeah, it was the uh, eagles it was the eagles game. the eagles game yeah that's when they won oh he just he just got uh his device just disconnected yeah, yeah i took that's... him down to the uh deck bar and grill over there in isla Okay. And uh, when he flew in, he came in with his lovely girlfriend, and we had a really, really good time. Food was awesome. Absolutely awesome. You've been there before. Oh, yeah. All right, Sorry, Bert, Roberto, I got to ask you. There's controversy this week with the Hall of Fame. David God Ortiz damn it, gets Peter, in. You stole my fucking question. Hey, oh, I, you know I was going to do it. Barry Bonds and Roger Hold Clemens. On. Before you ask him that question. Yes. Does Mike talk like a typical reporter from Chicago, Roberto? Honestly. <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> What? Because I because I fuck because I swear or what? <laughs> Damn it, Peter! Right, right. You stole my thunder. So, Roberto, what did you think about that? David Ortiz and the Hall of Fame, Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, not in. And what do you think about the whole steroid era uh, with the players being included or not included in the Hall of Fame? Uh, number one, I was happy to to see Poppy get in there. You know, I love the, the biggest difference between Poppy and Roger and Barry. Poppy, Poppy would talk to the media more personable, and this is where I, you know, something's going to have to change with the voters, okay, or people that vote. Expound, you, expound. I, I, I want you, people you, to you know got, what you mean you got, by that. You got, you got writers that hold grudges or right. or that they, they think that their vote is oh, how do I got, you know, they can they, they hold those guys' lives in their own hand. You know, and some of these guys that are voting now didn't see Clemens or didn't see Barry, you know, I played with Barry in '97, before before the allegations, before he got big. He was in what three or four time, four time MVP. You know, Clemens was what 
four-time Cy Young winner. These guys were Hall of Famers prior than those days. Well, Roberto, the thing I want to expand on this, okay, Roger Clemens won a Cy Young with every single team that he was with, the Yankees, the uh, the Astros, the, uh, the, the Blue Jays, and, and, and the, the Red Sox. I think he won back to back in Toronto. I think he, he did. He did. He was a fucking. He was unbelievable in Toronto. <laughs> yeah. All right. The th- the thing that blows my mind though is this. Okay. Like you just said, you like you expanded on on the voters who uh, on the BBWAA, Baseball Writers Association of America. There are young guys, but most of them are fucking ancient. Yeah. I mean, they're ancient. All right, and they hold these grudges against oh, yeah. these guys oh, yeah. against like somebody like Barry Bonds, Roger yeah. Clemens. Guy, but the, the question I want to ask: How big is David Ortiz getting inducted into the Hall of Fame? How how much of a step is this since he came out and said, "Yes, I took steroids." How big of a step forward is that for guys that are underneath the scrutiny of being steroid users to get into the Hall of Fame? How big is that for those players like Bonds? McGuire, even though I think McGuire is a fucking turd sandwich, but Sosa, guys along that line, how, how big is that for Poppy to get in as a known and uh, and admitted steroid user for those guys to get into the Hall of Fame? You know, it's a big step. You know, with Barry and Roger, you know, they're going to have to deal now with the Veterans Committee. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't know if it's going to get any easier to get in. You know, because that's a very, very private club there for them to where, you know, they hold, you know, they've held, they've held out Pete Rose, number one. What Betting Pete on did, baseball is a little bit different. But, but what Pete Rose did, yes, on the field, yep. Mm-hmm. Regardless if he bet as a manager, that something belongs in that Hall of Fame. Agree. Yeah, I, listen, his, 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 I think, and, his and I'll tell you another thing, guys. It's can I can the, I interject here real quick? Yes. Okay. Now I'm getting giddy like Everybody a schoolgirl because I love baseball. Knows that I've known Pete probably for, I don't know, a little over 30 years. I think I've talked to you about this a little bit, Roberto. Mm-hmm. I've been to Atlantic City, Vegas, Foxwoods, Mississippi, been all over the place. He used to sit at my table at the track all the mm-hmm. time. We had a VIP room in there. and I'm not going to get into the logistics of him not being in baseball. I have his transcripts that were given to me years ago, and then I'll never get rid of them. It's a memento of Roberto, almost like the baseball that you gave me. You know, I mean, there's certain things that I will always cherish. But I have his transcripts from his court proceedings. He was one of the best players ever to suit up in this game. And I can honestly tell you this, and I've told him, I'm on the fence when it comes to saying whether he should be in or not, because there is a big, big sign in the dugout. And it says it when you're coming up into that dugout. What rule number is it, Roberto? 21. You got it. Yeah. Well, and here's the thing. I And here's the thing. I think what the players did with steroids is actually worse than what Pete Rose did, because 
the lifeblood of the I game, Roberto, you that. can Roberto, you can speak to this. Is the numbers, and when you're corrupting the numbers and you're taking well, PEDs, let let me. He's correct in the sense. Say you're a pitcher, and you are facing a lineup that has a couple of guys that are using, and you you're natural, and they're banging your brains in and all of a sudden a couple of days later you get a pink slip and you get released because you couldn't get those cheaters out they right. have an unfair advantage on your ass and mm -hmm. we knew we had suspicion of guys that were doing it you know hold on did you go after old, them though roberto this, seriously this, if it was the ninth if they called you in did you go after and hit them knowing that they were cheating honestly if I if during that time we didn't know for sure, but we had ideas or guess. Uh all this started was a while back ago when they wanted to do the testing and it was supposed to be anonymous. And a lot of us were hoping that we passed whatever threshold was, you know, I don't know if it was 6% or 8%. If 8% of the players showed some sign of, you know, of steroid, it'll be across the board steroid. We, the guys that were not, not using, we're all happy because, you know, we'll try to, you know, end this stuff, you know, but it was covered up. This is this, all this stuff was covered up. After the baseball strike, remember we 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 uh, in '94 we missed. The, there was no World Series in '94, mm -hmm. and '95 we started late. But what happened after that? Can anybody answer me? Answer me. What what happened after that? If we well, you know players what, got players got we, bigger. Players got and, fucking and started, huge, and, and, and they started playing and, and they started hitting the long ball. I mean, but what, Roberto, what, it wasn't what, fair what, to pitchers. What, what, ratings what, went down. It saved rating, baseball. It, rating, it, it really what did. It saved baseball. What 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 happened was the McGuire and Sosa Correct. show that yeah. revitalized baseball. So. Everybody put a blind eye to it, and all of a sudden, you right. know, until somebody got busted, you so know. Then who's to blame here, Roberto? This is the hardest question I'm your friend's going to ask you. So who's to blame here? The player? Or is it Major League Baseball for Major turning League, the blind eye? Major League, commissioner. It's a commissioner. Major, League, Major League Baseball knew everything what was going on. Yeah. Okay, good. Now while I got you so, on the roll, I want to switch things back in the table <laughs> real quick. What's going on with Stu? Goddamn Tampa. I have no clue, man. You know, he he he's either smoking crack because there's no way, there's no way that players, his players want to live in two se separate cities no. and then pay two separate taxes and also right. learn another language. There's no way that's happening. You either all in or all out. Yep. That's it. That's it. And, and you look at the history of Major League Baseball, they have used the Tampa St. Pete area as their bargaining tool, if you will. They did it with the White Sox in order to get them a new stadium in East 7. San Francisco did it also. Right. San Francisco, the Mariners were talking about it. They passed up on the Tampa Bay area for the Florida Marlins and the Colorado Rockies. 
And of course, baseball didn't come here until 98. And the reason why is because George Steinbrenner in the early 80s said, look, do not build this stadium in St. Pete. It will not work. And consequently, it's not working. But the perfect would work if it was in Tampa, Ebor City. And, and you Derby know why? Line, because you know why? Well, let's get real here. But you the, have... the reason why Tampa Bay Stadium was built, the reason why Tampa Bay Stadium was built, because at the time, Reinsdorf was thinking about relocating the White Sox that's to not a different true. city. That's not, that's not true. That's that's true. That stadium was that's already true. built. Yes. That, that stadium was already built. It was already, it was already it was built. A, it was a ploy for Reinsdorf to get the city of Chicago to dupe him into going ahead and building another stadium. That's why it happened, Mike, and that's what a lot of people don't remember because I was back and forth till then. Correct. Look, the, the, the people at Derby Lane, which is a huge facility here in St. Pete, for the people up in Chicago, Derby Lane is a dog track. Mm -hmm. Not to be confused with a horse track, it's a paramutual facility for greyhounds, and it sits on hundreds of acres of land, and it's in prime location. It's dead in between St. Pete and Tampa Bay. It sits right on one of the bridges called the Gandhi Bridge. It is so big, they could have built a stadium there. Roberto, yes or no? Yes. They could have not only built a stadium, they could have built a hotel. They could have built a casino. They have a parking lot for a half a million people if they wanted to. And I'm, I'm exaggerating a little bit. But they never wanted to sell it back then. But when they did, and I know for a fact, because I know the owners from Derby Lane, there was a negotiation. And they were willing to let it go for lesser money. Mm -hmm. And the organization said, eh. Well, that's it. But that's what it's all about. And people see through that. They, it's like Groundhog Day in the Tampa Bay area. Roberto, you can even talk to about this. Remember, the Bucks had Hugh Culverhouse. He was a cheap guy, right? You get Stu Sternberg. I'm not saying he was that cheap, but when you tell a fan base every year, look, if you don't win, if you don't come out and support my product, we're not going to sign fan favorites. And you continue year after year to get rid of fan favorites. Even if you're competitive, at the end of the day, that is going to draw fans away. And you're telling... Roberto has something. Roberto has something. Roberto, go for it. In my contract, I had I signed a four-year deal here with the Rays with an option. Can you disclose it? Yeah, it was twenty-eight million. Right. The deal was Roberto. I'll take. They, up, they, they, they came up to me. They came up to me and asked me to defer some money. And I said, "Fine, I can defer money." You know, but let me think about it. And then, you know, this was after year three. You know, this is during year three. Wow. They said, if you if you defer some money, it'd be easier for me, for us to keep you here. As soon as I said yes, they traded my fucking ass as fucking Kansas City. Wow. They did. They did. Wow. They did. They, not only they did that to me, they did that shit to Davey Martinez, too. Yep. They wow. did not. Yep. Yes. That's how they work. That's how that organization wow. works. He knows I it. would not I would not trust this organization with you know I, they're doing the same thing for what the White Sox and the Giants did, but now you know who in their right mind is gonna put a freaking sign in front of the the trop during the, the playoffs that they're gonna be splitting their season in Montreal and here. Right. You're, you're basically I, trying to. I drive, yeah. I drive, you know, like. It, you I believe drive, this, Mike? 
I'm driving on the 275, you know, going you know, like going up north, and I'm seeing seeing that sign. I'm like, are they thinking about doing it? You know, I am sorry for Montreal. Montreal deserves a major league team. That is one fun city, and they support, you know, they supported baseball. Unfortunately for Montreal and Toronto, what freaking screwed them big time was a 94 strike. Correct. Right. You're exactly yeah. right because you had Larry. You well, especially Larry. another reason, yeah. too, not to, not to get off topic, and I'm sorry to cut you off, Peter, but at that specific moment in 94, 95, when the strike happened to baseball, unfortunately – the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Montreal Canadiens were actually pretty damn good hockey teams. So any any aspect that you had in that realm of being trying to commit fans towards a a, a different sport where yeah. hockey is good predominant. Point. Let's yeah. get real here. But still, right, baseball was a bigger sport in there than hockey was. I mean, it's not. Just, no, Harry, it's not. No. It's not. During well, that time with the Toronto Blue Jays? Are you kidding no. me? Well, it's Toronto, not. you had Joe it's Carter, not. you had it's Paul not, Molitor at, the, at, at that hey, time. In Toronto, in Toronto. It's when, Maple Leafs or die. Yeah. In Toronto, when in 91, 92, 93, you couldn't get a fucking ticket to get into the Sky Dome. Nope, mm. damn right. Yep. That, I mean, that's how like, popular it was, hey, Mike. I I you know when in '93 when the White Sox played Toronto, there were fifty-five to almost fifty-six thousand people screaming freaking Canadians in the sky dome. And I was not scared one bit. Because you know why? The week before we played in Cleveland which was the last three games or four games that they had in Cleveland in that old stadium, which Cleveland Municipal Stadium, we were picking in front of 77 to 78,000 people. And that's like the biggest crowd I ever, you know, been a part of. I'm like, holy shit. They were talking about putting roping off people in the outfield. Yeah. Are you sure? Yes. Cleveland at that point, Cleveland and Chicago were in a tight race. I mean, one of the tightest yeah, races right. in baseball. And you're talking yep. about Montreal, the greatness of Larry Walker at that point. I believe Pedro Martinez had, was coming up. They had the best team in baseball. So you got the screws put to you a couple of different times because I like to tell the story as well. And and again, I'm not trying to diss on my White Sox because it's my favorite baseball team and everybody knows that. But there was something called the white flag trade. Yeah, and I'd like for the people that are out there that don't know anything about it, tell them how that went down. You know, uh, we're playing. I think it's Detroit at home. We playing a you know it's a day game. It's a getaway game. You know, and I come in you know to you know as a save. So I'm like running in, and all of a sudden you know I stop and just started walking in a little bit just to look around. And I'm you know you know I had a funny feeling this is going to be my last game in this uniform, you know, because, you know, we were talking about an extension or, you know, you know, we're talking about my agent. We're talking about maybe, you know, they want to sign you for three years for like $10 million. I said, if you don't sign it, I'll kill you. You know, you, you forge my, forge my signature, you know, game's over. We'll get the save. We get on a plane to go to Anaheim. We fly in. It's a it's a get in way early, and I wake up, 
you know, I, we go to bed and then wake up. I'm like, should, I should be still in bed, but I'm walking around the lobby around seven o'clock. I said, it something doesn't feel good. You know, I'm walking around, grab some breakfast, go back upstairs, try to get some sleep, can't sleep, go back downstairs. And all of a sudden I see Terry Bevington, you know, walk up to me and say, and he's laughing. I say, you need to come upstairs because you just been traded. Mm-hmm. You know, he's laughing when I'm you know, telling me I just been traded. So they made, they made Wilson Alvarez, myself, and Danny Darwin get on a plane to go to Anaheim. To turn around, they'd had to limo us to San Diego to catch a red eye in San Diego to Cincinnati. Hmm. We were going to meet the team in Cincinnati. And that's how I got traded in Chicago. So you've been around a lot of different teams, yeah, obviously, with your, with your career and stuff like that, going across a shit ton of different teams. What is that feeling like? You just you were it's like, an empty yeah, they, feeling. It's an empty feeling. What is that feeling like when you get traded? It's like it has to be like, what the fuck? Now I got to yeah, uprip my entire yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, especially, and I'd like to answer that a little bit. Yeah. I mean, yeah. how would it feel if you had to uproot your family or you're leaving your family behind? He's got a beautiful I don't know, I wife. I trade my life into children. two eighteen-year-olds right now. I mean, <laughs> you know, the thing was, the thing was that. The rumor, the rumors that were going around during that time, is I was going to be, I was going to be traded to Seattle, which would have been fucking awesome. The thing was that I was, they didn't trade me to Seattle because the White Sox still had to play two series against Seattle. They didn't want sense. my ass to be coming back to Chicago. In, in <laughs> you know, uh, Shut some doors down, baby. That's what you were going to They didn't want the media to have access to us. You know, you think that, you know, you think that that was bad? Let me tell you a worse story. Love it. We're playing in we're playing Chicago. You know, what team are you on? What team are you on at this point? I'm with Chicago with the White Sox. Okay. This is I think this is '93. It is '93. Carlton Fisk is about ready to break the record for most games caught, and he breaks the game on a Saturday. So you know he. You know, he catches Saturday game, and everybody's in the clubhouse trashed. I mean, we're celebrating, drinking, and we tell the wives to go home. We're going to be hanging out here for an hour and a half or a couple Got hours. Some strippers you know. in, some titties, some blows, no, some no, booze. No. <laughs> yeah. no, it wasn't like that. You know, we'll, we'll get to that other story in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got a Sunday day game. It's a Sunday getaway day game. Uh, we head into Cleveland. Worst place ever. Yeah. At that time, yes. <laughs> oh. We get to Cleveland. Come in. We come in Monday. We got a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday series. So I go to the ballpark early. I'm you know, well, I was I was young. 
you know, wanted to make sure that I get there early, get my work done. And I walk in there, the, the, the visiting clubhouse guy is crying like a little girl in the corner. And I see all some of the coaches in the corners, you know, with their head down. And everybody's like somber, like somebody like the, like the president got shot. And I asked, you know, I said, what the hell's going on here? And then they started pointing at a corner, you know, of the locker room. You know, each player, you know, veteran player has his own locker. You know, no matter where they go, you know, they pick out a locker. So I turn around and I see two empty lockers. I said, what the hell's going on here? Who was it? It was Carlton Fisk's locker. Mm, They made Carlton Carlton Fisk fly to Cleveland after he caught the record-breaking set of catchers in games caught, fly to Cleveland to release him. They released him in Cleveland. Unreal. (laughs) I got a story about Carlton Fisk. There's a thing in Lockport here, where, where I grew up, in Lockport, Illinois, just, just south of Chicago here. Carlton Fisk is a resident of uh, of Lockport, and he was a big commodity through Lockport baseball and Homer baseball and stuff like that. When I was a kid, there was a thing. There's a thing called Canal Days. All right, it's like it's like the town fucking parade. They throw candy and shit like that. You know, yada yada yada. Well, Carlton Fisk pulled up, and I didn't know, unbeknownst to me, we were sitting, I was a kid. I was 8, 9, 10 years old, whatever I was. We were sitting right next to the mayor of Lockport at the time, and he, he pulled up on a Harley. All right. And says hello to the mayor. And I knew who it was. And at the time, I was, I've always been a big Boston Red Sox fan. Outside of the Cubs, the Red Sox are my second favorite team. I love the Red Sox. And I was wearing the Red Sox cap where it's red on the top, blue bill, blue and white B on the front. You know what I mean? You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And I asked him, I was like, like, holy shit, that's Carlton Fisk. I was like, can you sign my hat? Can you sign my hat? He looked at me. He's like, I don't think so, kid. I'm better than that. Oh, wow. wow. Word for word verbatim. I was like, like, Carlton Fisk is is now my least favorite player ever. And from that moment, Jeez. I don't. I, I was hoping that he would have hit a banana peel on his on his motorcycle <laughs> and did like a fucking Mister Magoo in the canal. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you another one that had a propensity for not liking the sign autographs. Believe it or not, was Pete Rose, unless he was getting paid for him. Yeah, and that doesn't make him a bad guy. Of course, mm-hmm. of course, you know? Pete hey, wanted hey, to get paid. Hey, you know, hey, I'm gonna. Mary, I, yes, sir. I'm glad you brought it back to that because I'm gonna come kind of full circle. And I want to apologize. I don't know what happened to my internet earlier. I was trying to answer a question. You asked a question. You asked. It's happening me. again, but go ahead. You're good. You're NFL good. and NBA, it's NFL and NBA, but I, but uh, I want. I'm sorry, not MLB. Sorry, it's it's MLB, but I want to tie them together. You asked me about Brady. I know when we talked before, I had mentioned that you know I think he's going to come back for one more year. Part of me still. Part and he's gone. He's gone. He's gone. He's gone. All right. Speaking of uh, speaking of one of your teammates, Fred McGriff. To me, he, he should absolutely be in at this point. No, no doubt. Four ninety three, no four hundred ninety three nope. home runs, and this is why I've always uh, kind of talked against the steroid users in the steroid era because to me, the look biggest who, cop out is look who just got in. Right. Look, no, look who just got in. Right. You think Tony Oliva should have gotten the? He should have been in a long time ago. Tony Oliva. 
Well, in your opinion, why hasn't Fred McGriff gotten the love from the Hall of Fame voters? And I have, I have no clue. Okay. I have no clue. You know, there's another guy on that list also. The second I got, baseman. I got two there. reasons. I got two there's reasons. a second yeah, baseman that has the most home runs and most RBIs, and he's not in he's not liked. He's not liked by the reporters. Mm-hmm. Who is he? I have Hernandez? two questions for you. Jeff Kent. Jeff Kent. Fucking A, baby. I've been Jeff. preaching for Jeff Kent for a Jeff decade. Kent that that love, guy be in the belongs in that Hall of Fame. And Roberto, I have a question for you. Yes, and shoot. You don't have to answer it. Has your name ever come up for a possibility to even think about getting into the Hall of Fame? No. Have you ever been nominated? Nothing. No. That's bullshit. That's no. bullshit. You're That's top bullshit. 20. It's top 20. I know. That's bullshit. And, and that's the that's the amazing thing because your position as being a closer is so specialized these days and, and so specialized back then. It's such an important facet of a, of a, a baseball team. That's why they paid the big time money. Could you imagine? Well, nowadays, and I'm not trying to sound like a homer because he's on the show, but could you yeah, imagine you his skill set mm-hmm. in today's <clears throat> game? He would have lasted longer and would have been that much better with those high leverage situations, right, Roberto? Yes, so I mean, in in the days off that they're giving guys, you know, if they throw two days in a row, they get automatic like two days off. We didn't we didn't ask for days off. We wanted the ball every chance we got. If I had a chance to pitch in seven day seven games in a row, I'm doing it. Well, yeah, you weren't no bitch. You weren't no bitch back in the day, nope. in the early '90s and shit like that. You can't be like that. Your ass nope. is off the fucking squad or you, real quick. Or you you get replaced. Exactly, exactly. That, that's exactly what I was trying to say. You know, it, it, in 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 the '90s and in that steroid era, guys, there were there were guys that were getting fucking bumped immediately, immediately. If they if they sucked balls against steroid hitters, they were gone the next day. Plain and yep. simple. Right, which is sad to say. Which is really sad to say. Now, Roberto, I, I do have a question for you. Everybody talks about the tenacity and about the, the mindset that you have to have as a closer. Uh, you did this for fucking years, man. I mean, you you were a closer for years. Again, 326 saves, 19 all-time. Guy, guys, again, we're here at 1252, Harry the Greek, Peter, Peter, uh, Peter you, guys, you guys are fucking awesome. I, I love you guys. But, Roberto... To have that mindset, that that I mean, it has to be a, a a killer mindset to go in there, bases juiced, a dirty inning, going in there with two outs or one out. What did you have to do to fucking like to amp yourself up to be like, oh, I got to get into this game. I got to I got to get these two outs. What 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 is that mindset like? What is that killer mentality like? You have to have what you just said, killer mentality. And for me, was. I I didn't fear it. I just I I just knew for me that my worst feeling was if I go if I don't do my job, I'm letting those other eight guys or nine guys down that are playing in the field and got the got the lead. So I feared more of letting them down, and that drove me to success. I didn't want to let my teammates down. Now. They all believed in me. The coaching staff believed in me, and they wanted me to be the guy at the end of the game. And in my mind, I'm like, all right, I can't let these guys down. So that that's what drove me. 
So were you a guy that trusted? Okay, so now you say hypothetically, I'm just going to put a scenario out there as it is right now. It's you and the catcher, right? Those are the two of the nine that are on the field. Boom. Set in stone. Were you the guy that was like, I got to strike. I got to punch out every single one of these guys. No. I got to fuck. I got to match a zero. No. No. Did you but have like, the ultimate faith in the seven behind you? Yes. Yes. Because, you know, if you look up my numbers, yeah, I struck out a lot of guys, but I had a, I had a pitch in a thousand games. But I had one weapon, one very good weapon, that I threw a 98-mile-an-hour sinker that if you hit it, if you it's either a broken bat right to me or a ground ball to Robin Ventura for a double play. Because they always pulled and, it, didn't and, they? And, they all, they, and then I hardly ever, you know, Carlton Fisk, one, you know, Carlton Fisk was catching me in spring training. And throwing in Dunedin, and I'm throwing off that freaking mountain that they have for a pitching mound, and I'm throwing mm-hmm. two seamers, and I'm throwing them, and they're moving. I mean, I mean, I'm just juiced. The ball's moving that much. Can't say juiced. <laughs> I'm hyped. I'm hyped. Yeah. Okay, there you <laughs> go. Yeah. There we go. So, Carlton Fish whiffs on three of them. He calls timeout, and he goes. Since he called timeout, he plugged him in the head. End of the story. That's what I would have done. Fuck Carlton Fish. He, he, call, he comes out to the mound. He says, "Son." We're not gonna throw that pitch anymore because I can't fucking catch it. So, you know, but I, you know, and then, what a you great know, story! Yes, you know, that is fucking gold. You know, going to the dugout, I said, "He said, dude, I'm old, man, but shit, your ball runs so damn much, it's hard to catch. I need two weeks just to train to catch you, but I'll be ready for you for that in this season." So, no, that was my bread and butter. Nice. It didn't matter, righty or lefty. Who caught better for you? Was it Fisk or Carco? Huh? Uh, who caught better for you? But I'll give you my opinion. Oh, Fisk Carco. or Carco? Carco. Carco. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's that's a given. You know, and then we had Spanky. What a defensive catcher he was. You know we had Spanky Lavalier also. You know, yeah, we had we had we had some good catchers. You know? I got so many more questions. But you know, it, it, it was I trusted the guys behind me because they trusted me. Yeah. Yeah, fucking a, right? Hey, I want to I want to give you some props real quick, Roberto. First of all, a couple of things I agree with you on. Montreal does deserve. You don't have to big screen me, Harry. I love that. I'd like to see all. The oh, guys look how screen. cute Stephen Glasscock looks, or Glasker looks. Glasker. You want to know why I'm using these glasses? Because I'm. Oh yeah. This at my computer because I'm using I'm using I Chrome. Know, and Chrome sucks, so I have you to let my me know, Stephen Glasker. You oh, let me God. know the dirty. <laughs> yeah, I have to use my Down phone. In, in order to be able to see you all, I need my glasses. Oh, yeah. I'm using my phone now. But anyway, uh, he's using his phone. White people, stop dancing. Just stop dancing. You want to know what? You want to know when you see brothers in clubs full of oh, white yeah. folks dancing? We're there laughing. Just let you know. Please <laughs> tell me, Stephen Glasser. Let me know all about it. Yeah. But here's the deal. I want to say you're right. Montreal does deserve a team. Uh, great place. Uh, Walked like an Egyptian. A football tie-in. Montreal Five, six, was the team that Brady got drafted by before he decided to go to the NFL. For those of you who didn't know that. Yes, uh, secondly, I'm completely with you on Pete Rose. I am so sick of these betas who are always, oh, he didn't. Bruh. 
What did he do on the field? That's all I care about. See, see this is where I differ, man. This is where no, I differ. No, no, because here's the deal. Harry, you know this. We have guys who are doing blow. Yeah. Thing. What do you think I did before this show? That's a performance. <laughs> Obviously. In and they're in the hall. So I don't want to hear anything about, oh, well, he bet on baseball. Well, according to Pete, he never Ty bet on Cobb his own killed team. A guy. He never bet on his own team, according to him. So well, I can't Ty confirm nor deny that. In the hall. Well, Ty look, Cobb I mean, literally killed a guy. Look, you have you have racist. You have guys killing people. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, it's not you know the whole character clause. I agree with it to a certain point, but then again, if you're going to put in Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens, which I think eventually they're going to get in, you have to definitely consider Pete Rose and what he did on the field, not off of it. And right. then on top of it, can a I, foolish Joe Jackson. Can I? Can I tell you something? Wait, wait, wait. Go ahead. Let the pro talk. Let the pro talk. Yeah, absolutely. Pete's going to wind up getting in when he's dead. When yes. he's dead, Ron yeah. Santa. Well, that's not right. No, no, I know right. that. I know who just who uh, many men also. Ron Santa. Ron Santa. Yeah. All right. Now I go the back years, and forth. Those guys, you know, there are guys that deserve to be. You know, not, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, you know, the, in. Jim Rice. What about fucking? What about um, uh, Dick Allen? Dick Allen needs to be in the Hall of Fame. That dude fucking God, mashed Dick the baseball. But yep. you, you, right. you guys are making I mean, my point are, for me. You're making my point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But the thing is this: the, the thing is this, Stephen. As a player, one hundred percent, Pete Rose needs to be in the Hall of Fame. One hundred percent. Yeah. How about Shoeless Joe Jackson? All those guys, they need to be in the Hall of Fame. Here's the criteria. Here's what should be the criteria for the Hall of Fame. Because it's supposedly, supposed. it used to be anyway, the criteria for the NFL Hall of Fame. Can you tell the story of baseball without mentioning these people? If you cannot, they need to be in the Hall. It's, it's right. that That's a great you point, Steve. You've got to nail it right on the head. But with Pete Rose, got- what he did to where he was able as a man, I'm sorry, Roberto, I didn't mean to cut you off. Okay. What he did when he was a manager to deter to possibly, and I'm not gonna say that he did or did not, but that's why he's not in the Hall of Fame as of right now. He was in a position to determine the to, to determine the outcome of a fucking game. And that's why he's not in there now. That's what breaks guys like me. Who sit there? I have the baseball package. You think I'm a fucking football fan? I'll watch any fucking any baseball game that's out on the air. I don't care if it's the Toronto fucking Toronto Blue Jays against the uh, the the Arizona Diamondbacks. I'm tuned into that shit all day long. That is my life. I love baseball. Baseball will forever always be my number one A. And when you sit there and you tarnish that, when you what. Same thing with that dick bag up in Detroit. What the fuck is that ass wipe's name? Uh, uh, the guy from Houston. What the fuck's that jerk off's name? Help me out, guys. Come on, help me out. What's his name? Um, uh, the uh, uh, Correa. Correa. No, no, no. The manager. The manager. Hinch. AJ Hinch. This AJ fucking Hinch. jerk off. All right. Uh, Alex Cora. This fucking dildo. But essentially, right. here's the thing, Fat the Mike. Here, here's the thing, Fat Mike, and here's the thing that I think baseball keeps it alive because it keeps baseball relevant. We have these conversations because, honestly, if we weren't talking about steroids or, or Hall of Fame, baseball would be uh, irrelevant at this point. I think that's well, the reason point, why. It's, if, it's getting to that point, Peter. At this point, it's getting if, to that point because nobody but, wants, nobody's fucking playing it. Right. Nobody's watching it because of the five-hour fucking games. 
they're trying to do this shit with robot umpires and this, that, and the other thing. And right, this fucking th- this new extra inning rule. Good lord, I, I, put a I, put a right. five I would, I, in my I, I would never hold on, Mike. That. Never. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is fuck. That is the worst fucking rule I've ever seen that mm-hmm. has ever been established in Major League Baseball. That is fucking terrible. Roberto was talking about though. I look, Peter, I don't agree. I don't like the that I don't like that character rule or whatever the hell bullshit that is because sure. it's got nothing to do with what you did on the field. What did you do on the field? That's what yeah. you should go in the hall for. If, my if, my if, problem has always been, guys, with with all the steroids and baseball and people saying, well, it's a steroid era. Not only does it take away from players like a Fred McGriff and basically you you're guilty by association. So not only does Fred get you know guilty by association because of the era, but also gets overlooked because he doesn't have the inflated numbers that those players have. But I on top of it, it is a smack in the face to players who did it correctly, like uh, a, a Roger Maris, like a Willie yeah. Mays. Those players of that era didn't need PEDs. These guys are punks, and the only reason right. why they did it is not for the history of baseball, which, again, the numbers are the lifeblood. They did it for the paycheck. You make a selfish decision like that, you stick with it, you're not in the Hall of Fame of baseball. Sorry. I agree. I, I got no problem with that because, it's like you, you were saying, Roberto was saying, you're, like Roberto was saying, you're a pitcher, you're not juicing, you're going up a guy, a guy who's juicing. That's unfair. Yeah. That's yeah. an unfair bet. Those people shouldn't be. <coughs> they never go in the hall. I don't have a problem with that. But Pete Rose and guys like him and Shoeless Joe, for what they did, I understand what he, he did as a manager, but that's not what he's going in the hall for. He's going for what he did as a player. Correct. And that's why he deserves to be in the hall. And I think it's petty that the, that the, the, the voters, it's usually punk-ass beta male I'm uh, not saying that writers. he did or he didn't, but I want you to read my lips when I say this, okay? These allegations are when he was a manager. Did he bet on the game when he played? That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. I'm not exactly. going to get an answer whether he did or he didn't, but you know where my opinion lies. Right. And this is a man right. that I've known for a very long time, and I've spent hours on trips outside the state of Florida. Yep. Okay. I'm not saying that he did, and I'm not saying that he didn't. It's, look, it's a shame, and Roberto will agree with me. He's going to go to the Hall of Fame, unfortunately, when he's dead. And that's just petty. Major League yeah. Baseball is as hypocritical yep. as the National Football League. Yep. When it, and it's just, these are my opinions. This does not reflect the opinions of 1252 Sports Roberto Hernandez or anybody else on this panel. Right. But it's extremely hypocritical for the way these corporations mm-hmm. are ran. Correct. Yep. And it's a shame because America's pace to, uh, pastime is and will always be Major League Baseball. Yep. And what they've done to it was a disgrace back then. And what they're trying to do to the game right now, especially with some of these owners, it's not fair. And you're talking, and I'm talking in the in the spot of saying I'm on the side of the players. Right. Ninety nine point nine percent of the times, right. it's their bodies that they're putting out there. It's their injuries. It's their careers. It's my buddy who spent 17 years in the major leagues who had to leave his family every couple of years. Just think about that for a second. And it's, it's so difficult to do. And I'm not trying to speak for you, Roberto. 
But that is one of the hardest things that I, I would have to think that someone ever had to go through. And my well, hats are off I, to you. I want to answer the question, whose fault is it? It's Bud Selig, who's also in the right, Hall of Fame. Exactly. He turned a blind yeah. eye to it. He coughed. He's the one, and I think he's probably the they worst. Had no choice. But he's the worst I, commissioner in professional sports. Roberto, my question for you right. is, do you feel like not only do you have animosity to those players that did PEDs because you did it naturally, but do you think your peers, the majority of, of your peers that didn't do it, do they have animosity towards those you players? Have, you, have, you have some guys that have animosity. You know, uh, I didn't. I just took it on a challenge. I took it as a challenge for myself to say, all right, I just got to outwork these fuckers. I just got to, right. you know, I just, you know, I, 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 you know, I remember I was a day or two away from losing my dream where I almost got my arm cut off because I had a blood clot. So I was living the, the, the my dream of being in the big league, regardless of what era. And I was not going to have uh, those guys that were juicing or affect me. You know, I said, I just got to uh, beat them to my spot. Remember, you know, it doesn't matter how much juice you have in you. If you don't have hand-eye coordination, it's it's a bitch to hit a round ball. With right. Fuck yeah. yeah. Hit a round yeah. ball. You know what? Yeah. And, 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 it's, and it takes some skill. Oh. Right. Now, Roberto, hold before, before a, we start Hold on, Mike. Show, hold on. Uh, hold on. Okay. Hold on. Because this right. is a follow-up question. You're pitching. You're in the prime of your career. Every great save, every great closer has given up some saves, correct? Blown yes. saves. Yeah. Okay. Let's just assume some of those saves were because of PEDs. And think about all the save opportunities that you weren't part of because the opposing team had players that were on PEDs and the game was out of reach for you not to get in the game. Had you pitched in an era where the PEDs are not there, are we now talking about a Hall of Fame pitcher? And I want to go full screen because I want your honest opinion. I don't think anybody has ever asked you that. Probably, you know. I mean, you look at, you know, my best year ever was on a team that only won 69 freaking games. Wow. Out of those 69 games, I saved 43. Jesus Christ. Mm. Just imagine, you know, and Mariano beat me by two saves. So just imagine, and they won, I think, 106. So just right. imagine if the team that I, you know, if the team that I played for that year. How many blown saves that year? Three. Mm. Are you serious? That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. 40 saves, three blown. Yeah. 40, and you're not in the Hall of Fame. And 43 and... We only won 69 games. So That's just for the Rays, right? Yeah. If, just imagine if we would have won 90 games mm. or 75 or mm. – because I was in almost every freaking game. So you have 65 – you would have had 60 to 65 saves that year. If you really – no, not quite. No, maybe. Hang on, 43. 40. Let's put them high 50s. High 50s high for 50s. sure. Yeah. That's what that's. I, mean, I, I didn't mean to put you on the spot like that, but I would have to say because I thought about this. I was like, if he didn't play in this era, 
because of a couple of blown saves that he haven't every closer is going to go through them but would he have blown those particular saves probably not Roberto, do you think with with the stance of Major League Baseball and how they've kind of warded off uh, steroid users, do you think they have a responsibility now to revert some of the records back to the previous owners, such as Roger Maris instead of Barry Bonds, uh, the real home run king, Hank Aaron, uh, instead of Barry Bonds? Could Major League Baseball kind of look at that and try to do that? Would you be okay with that? Do you think they have a responsibility to do that? I don't think there's nobody in Major League Baseball that has the balls enough to go do it. <laughs> Point blank. That's a great answer. Yeah. You know what? I mean, you know, for a long Roger time. Maris, to... You know, Roger Maris, cool. you know, and you know, number one, they did it in less games. Right. Right. Yeah. You yeah. know, less games. You know, a lot of these records, you know, mm. yeah, you're gonna have to put asterisks because you don't Right when they played it, what was what 154 games back then, or 100? I don't know what it was. Right, 154. Yeah, you know, and to post up and play 150 some games and hit 61 homers. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah, you know, he was also batting one of the. He was also batting in front of or behind one of the greatest hitters of all time, and Mickey Mantle. Guys, come on. Yes, yes. He's gonna see a lot more fucking fastballs. Than the average Joe is going yeah. to see. Some of your best hitters game. always, bet, you know, they couldn't bat around them. I mean, j- yeah. just take a look what some of your great teams are doing. Hey, guys, you know what we're going to do right now? We're, we're going to get off a whole bunch of questions. We're going to go ahead and talk a little bit of football. We're going to go ahead and try to get this show to cut loose a little while. I've had Roberto on here for two hours. I'm sure he doesn't even realize it, but you know what? I do appreciate it. Well, I still got so more shit for Roberto. I still got more shit for Roberto. I, and, and I, I promise I, you. I can, come I, back. I can come back any other show. I promise you, Michael, I'll bring him back on, and we'll, we especially during baseball especially season. Especially when you, you know, Fat Mike does the music. Yeah, <laughs> yeah do, do the music. Play the funk. Here we go. You ready? Here we go. Come on, Vin Diesel. <laughs> This is Stephen Glasker, a.k.a. Stephen Glasscock. I got a Grogu behind me wearing a TB12 jersey, and it's TB12 inches. 2B12 inches. That's what that means, 2B. I got you, baby. I got you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Welcome. Five foot six with a two foot prick. Uh, that's enough for that. All right. We got a couple of games coming on this weekend. Roberto, really quick. I want to say, Roberto, thank you for joining me tonight. I know no, I'm an no, ass bag, and no, I, I th- no. thank you for joining us tonight, not not me. Thank you for joining the Harry Greek Show and Peter Blake. This is fucking awesome, man. It was absolutely awesome to talk to you. And I still have a little bit more of a Sox fan now, just a little bit. No, still. No, I hate (laughs) every ounce of my being. (laughs) Every ounce of my being. But it's always good to talk to a former major leaguer and always get the insight of what it's like going in, up and down, over and out through the game of baseball, because that is ultimately my number one passion. So, Roberto, thank you so much. It's my pleasure. Now we're going to get some picks. We're going to go around the horn really quick. Roberto, we're going to start with you. The Cincinnati Bengals, I'm sure you didn't have them getting this far. They're in the AFC Championship game. If I didn't know what the line was, I would have said that the Kansas City Chiefs had to be a two-touchdown favorite, and they're merely only a seven-point favorite in this game. Do you think Kansas City covers the seven? They win by seven or more? Or do you think Cincinnati does? Who do you like and why? Number one, I got to go with Cincinnati. Uh 
family and my kids are old Joe Burrow fans, and I become one bigger fan after you get sacked nine times and get up, not fumble, take care of the ball, and to still go on the road and win against mm-hmm. that Tennessee defense. Mm-hmm. And they played they played Kansas City before, so they know, and they're not scared of them. I th- I'll take Cincinnati if they have a little bit of defense in their side this this weekend. Very good point. Both, that might... both teams are going to score. Both okay. teams. And, and you know what? I didn't talk about that. The over and under in that game is fifty four and a half. That's the combined score for everybody out there that doesn't realize what that means. Wow. So you think that game can go over for total combined points? Yes. Perfect, Fat Mike. Who do you like and why? I'm gonna I'm gonna RWR this, which means riding with Roberto. That's what that's what I'm gonna do. I'm riding. Very with nice. <laughs> I am taking the Cincinnati Bengals and the over in this game. Week 17, the Cincinnati Bengals won. Oh yeah, won. Oh, yeah. <laughs> in the game on Evan McPherson's mm. field goal, baby. Yeah, <laughs> he kicked it long. He kicked it deep. Right between the pipes. You better believe And that's it. enough of Fat Mike. I just muted him. <laughs> oh, you motherfucker muting me. Steven Glasker, who do you like and why? Hey, man, I'm doing the RWR too, man. I I, um, I think Cincinnati, they just seem like the Bucks did last year. They just, they're too young and dumb to know they're not supposed to lose. And like Roberto, they're not scared of KC. They're not scared of them. They already beat them once. They're not scared of them. And if the defense shows up like they did last week, and if they can keep Burrow from getting sacked nine times, which they should, because Casey's defense isn't nearly as good as Tennessee's was, uh, I don't think they're scared of them. I think they. I think the main thing is uh, Cincinnati. The Bengals believe they can beat the Chiefs, and that's going to play in their favor. Thanks for the he input. How about you, Peter Blake? Yeah, I go deep. with the uh, I'll go with the Kansas City Chiefs in this game. I do think their defense oh, is no. a lot better than Tennessee's, and they have an opportunity to get a lot of sacks in this game because the Bengals' offensive line isn't that good. Of course, the story is going to be Patrick Mahomes and uh, versus uh, Joe Burrow and the, all the weapons. But at the end of the day, for me, Kansas City's defense is the one that's made the difference throughout this run. I would bet the over, but I like the Chiefs in this game. That's absolutely perfect. If you like the Chiefs, you better bet them now because right now they're minus seven, minus 120. What that means is for every 100 you want to win, you got to lay 120 Mm. because tomorrow it will be seven and a half. It will grow to eight points. But if you like Cincinnati, wait to the last minute because that's when you're going to get your best option for your money. But the Greeks giving you minus seven, take Kansas City. It's a lock. I'm on fire right now. Absolutely on fire. Oh, yeah, yeah, he is. And now, oh, yeah. the oh, next yeah. game. Yeah. In Fuego. Here the, the Greeks Greek. pick for <laughs> the <laughs> NFC Championship is the San Francisco 49ers, who have won five in a row, if I'm not mistaken, against fame. the LA Rams. The Rams are five, minus six, three and a half. But get this. It's about family. It's all about family. Oh, God, you guys, stop. The Rams <laughs> are minus sister. three and a half, minus 105. Let's get which weird. Means this line's going to go down to minus three. And the Let's get real five weird. And a half. Roberto, who do you like in this game and why? I'm, I'm, I'm going to take the 49ers. You like the 49ers covering the three. And I look at the, their defense and their front four. You know, they can pressure the quarterback. 
and they if they don't fumble the ball and they're going to run lord knows they're not going to try to put much on jimmy but if you can go into green bay and not score an offensive touchdown and win yeah and you're going to beat you know you're going to play somebody that you already beaten twice yeah you you know you you got their number so i i like the, i like the 49ers fat mike i want to ride with roberto on this one i want to rw RWR in this one, but I cannot. It is very tough to beat a three to, to beat a team three times in one year. Uh, the Rams defense has really picked it up. The since San Fran offense, honestly, without that block punt last week, they they would have lost that lost that game. I am definitely taking the Rams minus the three and a half in this game. Okay, Stephen Glasker. I'm an RWR. I'm riding with Roberto. I got you, Roberto. Here's why. That whole it's very tough to beat a team three times in one season is a fallacy. That is not true. It's <laughs> something the media came up with. Says the Buccaneers fan. If the team sucks, you can beat them three times in one year. Now, here's the deal. Do I think Jimmy G is a better quarterback than Matthew Stafford? No. But all he does is win, 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 no matter what. Bro. I'm riding with San Fran. I'm telling you. The fact, Harry, I didn't even know the line was three and a half, and you said it's going to go down to three by tomorrow. That means yes. on the neutral field, it's even game. Yes, I'm picking 49ers. Peter Blake. I'm going to go with the Rams. I'm convinced now that they are the version of the and Tampa who Bay. convinced you? You did. You, my friend. <laughs> you, the teacher. I am the pupil, the student, and I absolutely believe that the Rams – are what the Bucks were last year. They know what's in front of them. They have the opportunity to be the second team in NFL history to win a Super Bowl. And you know what? With the way Matt Stafford is playing right now, Cooper Cup and that defense getting after it, it kind of reminds me of New Orleans and Tampa Bay. People said, you know what? New Orleans is going to beat Tampa Bay three times. It's not going to happen. It didn't happen last year. It's not happening this year. The Rams take care of business. They get it done. They beat the 49ers and they're headed to a home Super Bowl 56. Great, great analogy. I'm going to have to ride with Peter on there. Thank you. I like we got that. the Greek and a little RWP. RWP. Hey. <laughs> RWP. I can't rip. Even explain it. Listen, if you, guys, if you sound it out loud, it sounds like rip. Listen, the Rams are supposed to cover this game. They really rip. are. They are a far better football team yeah. right now. With that being said, San Francisco, it wouldn't surprise me. I had San Francisco upsetting the Dallas Cowboys when everybody said, Harry, you're smoking crack. Mm-hmm. I said, you think I'm smoking crack? I was there crack? with you. Hang on. You think I'm smoking crack? Not only are they not going to cover, I'm not only were they going to cover the game and take the points, they were going to beat Dallas outright. And then my game of the week, I had two of them. What was it, Peter? It's Tampa Bay versus the Rams last week. And the Rams were not only going to cover, but beat them. Mm-hmm. And I said, my top game of the week were the 49ers against the Green Bay Packers, and I had no clue that they weren't even going to score an offensive touchdown and win. <laughs> Roberto, very, very great insight on that. And let me tell you something. San Francisco's got a hell of a defense. That front four can really get after it. But That's the Rams, that, and the Rams really they have too many weapons. Harry, Harry, the one thing that you and I were talking about off show, off air, the one thing that you and I really liked, you and I are sitting here bullshitting, combating back and forth. The one thing about the San Francisco 49ers is that they control the line on both sides of the ball, defense Without and question. offense. Yeah, correct. That's one thing and we, we both said going into the playoffs. 
Do not let this team squeak in. If they oh, squeak yeah. in, they're yep. going to cause fucking havoc. And yep. that's exactly what they've done since they've entered the playoffs. Unbelievable <laughs> run by the San Francisco 49ers. Here's the caveat I want to add to what you guys are saying. I If the refs stay out of it, that probably wins that game. Because I have, you already know I have a problem with the officials. And you know why I have that problem with the officials, Harry? Yes. Do you mean to tell me it's never happened before in football, but you're going to have two years in a row where two home teams just happen to make it to two separate Super Bowls back to back? Well, look, they fa- they followed the really? blueprint that the Tampa really? Bay Buccaneers put out there. Stop First, it. hold on, hold on. They got a veteran quarterback and a Matt Stafford, much like what the Bucs did with Brady. They got uh, players. Uh, in free agency that would help them out from other teams, namely a Vaughn Miller. They already had a defensive line. The Bucks had a defensive line built. Uh, and then on top of it, they got a little bit lucky because they're going to have uh, the Super Bowl in their home stadium. But they took the Bucks' blueprint and they kind of did the same thing this year with Vaughn Miller and, and picking up guys uh, eventually <laughs> and investing picks and getting a Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford has been the difference. I gave everybody my picks. We're going to go ahead and read these comments. Some of these are directed to Roberto. I already would have let him off. We're going to blow through these. Get it? Oh, jeez. Big Dog Video 2001. Roberto, where did the 98 through 2000 Rays uniform rank among your favorite all time? Those were amazing uniforms. Oh, yeah, those were great unis. He hates I don't him. think. I don't think he's Look a big fan face. of them. Look at Roberto's face. He fucking hates him. He can't stand him. <laughs> There were some Easy psychedelic way. colors, man. Yeah, I mean, there were pur- they were purple and, and, and before he and even answered, he's and, like, and rainbow. Roberto, any good Larry Rothschild stories that you can share? Good. Oh. There was nothing good. There you there go. There was nothing good. It was just a puppet. Troy Palomalu says Brady was signed with the Cowboys. Kyle <laughs> Nichols says the Bucks have Gabbert, Ryan Griffin, and Trash. Roger Shue says, hey, Fat Mike, Vin Diesel, four foot tall with a two foot. <laughs> yeah, baby. Four foot six with two foot three. Vin Diesel, baby. Roger Shue, playing driveways is a total Love thing, it. bro. We already know that. We know you do it yourself. Thanks, Rog. Roger says, hey, Mike, I'll take pics of the painted driveway so you can see it. Tony Williams. <laughs> Fat Mike, you're killing me. <laughs> ben Cornette, thanks for tuning us in on the YouTube channel. We got a new name. Name for Mafia, name for Peter, okay? Peter Tickles. <laughs> okay, Ben Cornett, speaking of creamsicles, Peter wants to. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Why, Ben? Why? Christian, Christian says, no, no, no. Southside, baby. All the way. Much love. Hey, pig Dog Video. Pig Dog Video says, Roberto, what's your opinion of the 97 white flag trade? Were you happy to go to the Giants? He already answered that question. No. no. Roger Shue says, Mr. Hernandez, what's your thoughts on the lockout this year? Too many rich people arguing over pennies, man. Just play ball. Just play ball. That's it. You got a, you got a, you've got somewhat of a pandemic going on, and you've got multi-millionaires or billionaires fighting with millionaires. I mean, it's not yeah. a good look. It's not a good no, optic. Go, no. go back to Facebook the user comment. says, good old number 39. Go back to the sister comment. 
Yes. That's the Vin Diesel fan page. Yeah. It's all about boom. <laughs> it's all about fame. Can't do it. Love it. Von Red. Troy Palomalu says Big Mike wants to talk Rays baseball. Yeah. Facebook user. Who's I the best hitter you've Troy ever Palomalu. seen or faced? I think one was Edgar Martinez. And who was the other one, Roberto? Hey, Toughest matchup, Roberto. Tony Gwynn. Okay. Tony Gwynn. Son of a bitch, Tony Gwynn. One of my favorites. Roger Shue says, how many pitchers doctored the balls in your era? Oh, that's a great question. You remember the fight with uh, the Texas Rangers? With uh, Robin Ventura when he got his ass beat by the old man? Nolan uh, Ryan? Yeah. Nolan Ryan, Robin Ventura. Yeah. Uh, Nolan used to stuff that shit better than anyone. Did he really? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. And did, yeah. is that why he got into it with Robin? No, no. I mean, we all miles know. An hour at 43 yeah, years old. Yeah. We, you know. Nolan Nolan's attitude most of the times he, he would pick a batter and just you know send a message and Robert McTurr knew it was his turn so he just went up there and if he hits me I'm going so one, you know once you say that you better go you, you have you to go. you kind you, you kind of have, have to you, you have to. were you out there with, with the headlock in the I was trying to protect my players so I was you know I was uh I, I was around. You, you can see my 39 running around chasing people. Oh, no, no. I, I, <laughs> I, I do remember that. But you know what? The best one I've ever seen was Pedro Martinez with the great. Throwing Don name? Zimmer's old ass to the ground. That's well, not yeah, fair. Well, Don, Don Zimmer, Zimmer was like 105. I, my, my, my brain's not working. Don Zimmer passed away. Uh, you know, sometime back. 75 and, uh, years ago? Yeah, I know. He lived, he, as a matter of fact. Don actually lived relatively close to you and I, Roberto. Yeah. And uh, he frequented Derby Lane all the time. There's a lot of great stories, but still, when Don Zimmer used to say it's something it's stupid it's to me to dog terrible. track, and I was like, Don, please, don't make me Pedro your ass today. Used to grab my and he used to get turf. so upset, you have no idea. Don. Poor Don. Christopher Cole says, hey, guys. Hey, Chris, thanks for... Okay. And Facebook user says, love the cat, Harry. So do I. There you go. Roger Shue says, don't ever see Peter Blake dance. <laughs> you don't want to. Roger Shue says, Fat Mike, ESPN or the score? What do you like better, ESPN or the score, Mike? I'm not going to comment. I'm not going to comment. Okay. Facebook user says, they think they're using Big Poppy because... Everybody likes him, and he'll be the gateway for all other steroid users to get in. That's David Moser, by the way. That's I'm not too sure to. that Big Poppy used. That's just my opinion. I'm not sure he, he, he used it. either. Well, it, I didn't know uh, he, he did. Admitted it's come it. out, well, no, it's come out lately from uh, the commissioner of baseball that there were false positives. So who knows? Kyle Nichols says, so big question in the world of professional sports is baseball a dying sport? It seems like its viewership is either staying steady or going down compared to other sports, and there is something for Major League Baseball can do to do attract more fans. Does the game need to change in some way? Yeah, just get you know another ten or fifteen Stu Steinbergs and Stu Sternberg. Every, yeah, Sternberg, yeah. I mean, Roberto, fine. do they no, need to cut down you know, on the I wanna, season? I, no, that's a great I comment, Kyle. Cool. I love that comment. I don't think the big question in the world of professional sports on, is Mike. baseball a dying sport? Yes, it is a dying sport. It seems like the viewership is either staying steady or going down compared to other sports. And is there something that the MLB can do to attract more fans? Yes, there is. Limit the fucking commercials for crying out loud. That's the reason why baseball takes fucking five hours to watch a goddamn game. 
because well, I'm watching also, Viagra commercials and fucking juice commercials. Well, I don't want to see that Viagra, shit. Play the I mean, nobody game. wants right. Nobody Roberto, wants to see. What's your opinion on yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, commercials. I know they got to pay the bills, but there's a lot of stuff that can be cut back. You know. You know. I think you know. One of the things is the walk-up music. Some of these guys take forever just to you know to step in out of the batter's box. You know. Uh, you know, I think the time clock, you know, it's good, you know, for pitchers, you know, it shouldn't t- take you freaking, you know, 45 to a minute to throw a ball. I played behind, I played with Steve Traxel. Oh, and my he God. Was a human being on earth Steve. to get rid of the ball. It would take a minute and a half. <laughs> yep. you know, if he played on a getaway game day, we the first thing we would say, pick up the pace. Yep. Pick up the fucking pace or we're going to get on your ass the entire flight. <laughs> can you imagine? Well, I, mean, can I, I can. I can. He played for the Cubs and he played for the race. And he was one of the slowest pitchers out there. And I think that's what they he have to the do. Big exactly homer to Mark right. McGuire. Gave up the big Roberto. homer to Mark McGuire. He did. He Alan, did. 1252 is very own Alan Bratcher says that's wild. Ben Cornett says, by the way, steroid era saved baseball in the 90s. I'd have to agree with that. Alan Bratcher says, seriously, gold. Ben Cornett says, what do you call it when you see a couple of 40 and 50-year-olds dancing, seating, <laughs> seating down? No soul train. I'm not 40. Eat a dick. I'm not 40. 40 and 50. Really? Yeah, I mean, well, what's that all about? Yeah, I'm not 40. Yeah, Ben. Ben, what is that talking about? What are you, what are you Ren, saying? You don't know nothing about this yeah, fuck, bro. You know nothing about my age or how old I am. Roger Shue says, TV 12. And he's only why he's got Giselle. What does that mean? And uh, that's a dumb comment. A whole bunch of German and Russian. Roger Shue says 12 inches why he got Giselle. Get it, Tom. Get it. (laughs) Sounds about right. Christopher Cole says Cincinnati versus Frisco. Ben Cornett says Glasker. Don't be that Buck fan, dude. <laughs> Andrew Fulbert says, "Damn, ha ha." What'd you say? He said, "Sister 19 online there." All oh, this fucking guy in his snowshoes. Sister 19, lol. Sister 19, lol. online. Oh jeez. That 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 that's one for. Ben hold on, really quick. Says, Keep Peter, it up. Keep you're it up. 43 and felt like I'm 23. That's for family. So, that's Fat Mike. Family. Time's coming to an yes, end, sir. buddy. Tell everybody where they can find you, buddy. You can find me here at 1252. You guys know where to find me. I'm not yeah. going to do this whole sprouting bullshit. You guys can find me here. But Vin Diesel, baby. Family. Yeah. Four foot so six with a two foot prick. All day. <laughs> no, thank thank you so much for having me on, Harry. Peter, I really do appreciate Roberto. Stephen Glasscock. I mean, Glasker. I mean, I, I really do appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for having me on. You guys are absolutely amazing. I'm going to hang out in the back room and watch the rest of the show. Just kick me out. You guys know where to find me. I'm Fat Mike. Deuces, so little brother. Peace. Peace. See you, Fat Mike. Steven Glasker. You find me in the club. Harry, I appreciate it, brother. It was great to be on the show again. Thank you for having me. Roberto, very nice to meet you, sir. Pleasure. Pleasure. Phenomenal picture and Thank man, it's an incredible insight. I'm so glad I was able to hear Thank you. Thank you, brother. Steven, have a good one, little brother. Hang out in the back if you want. I will. Roberto. It's always a pleasure, guys. The man, 
the myth, the legend with the plan. Great insight tonight, Roberto. Thanks a lot. Always no love talking to a, a real Major League Baseball player about, you know, these issues that we we just kind of just talk about. But you've been really giving us some great insight tonight about it. I love no, it. I love it. And he's not ashamed. No, nope. he's, he's not afraid to answer the questions. No, nope. I hope some of the questions weren't too tough to answer. No. But no, I still firmly believe that had you pitched in a different era. There had to be a certain amount of games. You know, Roberto, there could have been another 20, 25 saves. There really could have. Because just because of the opportunities to be able to get into those situations, probably even a little bit more, to be honest with you. Or if you would have played in a better organization other than Tampa to win Mm -hmm. 63 ball games. Well, there you go. That's that's another thing. But you know what? Good for him. He played for the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, But you know what? I don't blame him for 20 million reasons. I can't play here too, bro. But then they traded him. I mean, that whole story in itself, but it's not surprising. That's the way the Rays organization works. Roberto, hang out in the back room. But seriously, my brother, thank you so much. We're going to get together here in about two seconds. I'm going to go ahead and end this show. Go ahead and sit in the back. I'll come right to you. Peter. Yes, sir. Well, that was kind of rude to me. I didn't even get a chance. Roberto, get back down here. I didn't get a chance for you to say goodnight to everybody. I'm so sorry. Ah, well, good night, guys. It was a pleasure. You know, it's fun. You know, keep me posted next time you guys want me on. I, I can't we, wait. Baseball season's right around the corner. We, we hope. Not that's right. But not we only hope. a friend of mine, you're also a friend of the show. Mucho gracias, senor. You have a great uh, family. You have a great family, and you're all. You know what's even better? It's, it's not we're friends because he's a baseball player. We're friends because he's a genuine individual. It's always good to have that. Yes, it is. Yeah. Roberto. Hey, talk to you in a few. Peter, what a night. What a night. I'm telling you. Yep. I mean, uh, hey, listen, before you guys go, do me a favor. Hit the like button. Okay. Put this show on someone's timeline. Yeah. This is how we grow organically. Grow it. Oh, Peter. <laughs> you know, We're not going it. anywhere else. We're going to go ahead and end this show. <laughs> Look at Roger. What's his comments here? Where can I send the painted driveway pics? Nowhere. Roger Shoe. Harry only plays this for Mrs. Greek. You're damn right. <laughs> anyway, I want everybody to understand one thing. Let's have a really good weekend in baseball. Peter, can't wait to see you on uh, Monday on the Sports Web. Yeah, Monday on the Sports Web. I'll be here on Sunday watching the games with you. Without question. Yes. And last but not least, I want to go ahead and tell everybody one thing. Keep your bets low. And your returns high. Who am I? He's Harry the Greek. And and that's Peter Blake. Have a really good evening, everybody. (laughs) And you know what else I'm going to do? I'm going to say one thing. What are the three things? Bring your passion. Bring your excitement. Just don't bring any nonsense. Once again, for Harry the Greek, I'm your host, Peter Blake. Have a great night, guys.